and welcome to the Dorky Diva Show. I'm your host, Savannah. And I'm Brian. And we are so excited to be back this week because we are going to be discussing the entire second season of Star Wars The Clone Wars. And guys, it's just a really good season. So yeah, it is. We're really excited to be here and talk about it. But we actually got some pretty big Star Wars news this week for the first time in a little while since all the uh, Mandalorian hype. We actually have some information on a new upcoming Star Wars live action television show. And it's going to be all about Cassian before the events of Rogue One. And, oh, guys, this is like everything I could have ever dreamed of in a Star Wars show. Oh, yes. What do you think, Brian? Yes. I am beside myself. Um, I kind of went on a tweet spree last night. (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what if this happens? What if this happens? Like, I I saw Rogue One 22 times in theaters. Wow. I really, 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 really like that movie. Really? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, really, 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 you did this. Really, really like this movie. <laughs> and <laughs> anytime anyone from that movie shows back up, I am so for it. I love Diego Luna. I think he's incredible in everything that he's ever done. Yeah. And to have Cassian back, which was, I mean, Cassian as a character was already like a crazy new thing where we got to see like, you know, prior to Rogue One, the rebels were always like the good guys. Unequivocally, these are the good guys. And five minutes into Rogue One, you see the good guy shoot a guy in the back. And yeah. I was like, what is going on? Like, you know, this isn't your mom, Star Wars. Like, <laughs> <laughs> stuff, stuff got very real very fast. And, uh, Dude, I'm so down for more Cassian. He's a spy. When you find out that he was a fulcrum at one point, like, dude, we're totally going to get Cassian capturing and reprogramming K2. I know. I hope we get to see what? Ahsoka, too. Like, how great would that be to have both fulcrums? Like, I have been dying to see Ahsoka in something live action, and I was, like, oh, kind of hoping maybe she would have, like, a cameo in Solo. Like, not right. a face cameo, but just kind of like, oh, there's a Togruta in the background. Is it Ahsoka? Is it not? Right. Like, just that very subtle thing, and I'm just, like, dying for her to be in some sort of live action movie or show because she's such an essential character to Star Wars now. Even if oh, you yeah. haven't seen The Clone Wars, you've probably heard of Ahsoka Tano. And I'm just like, please, 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 please let her be in this. For sure. For and sure. I'm so happy that they got Diego Luna to be Cassian again because I, I think it's kind of... Um, it kind of takes you out of it when they recast characters, even with just voices. It, it just kind of like separates you from... character a little bit more it's like takes you a few minutes to kind of settle in and get used to whoever is playing the character now um unless it's bj hughes oh my god (laughs) (laughs) we're moving on from that i can't even go down that rabbit hole um no (laughs) oh my gosh that rabbit droid hole um but yeah i'm just excited that he's playing cassian again because it's it's gonna feel familiar as soon as we start watching it and he it says is. in Rogue One that he's been in this fight since he's been six years old. And I'm just like, okay, tell us everything. Like, make this Cassian a Star Wars story because I'm down. And with a series, they have more time, you know? And, like, yeah. he does dangerous stuff. Like, dude, he's a spy in, like, the Fledging Rebellion. Like, this is the, – the stakes are very, very high. Yeah. And, like, dude, there's so much potential. Like, I I mean, I, I went on the little all-caps spree. You know, <laughs> I was very excited. And one of the things was, like, what if – 
Cassian, for whatever reason, has to go undercover and ends up at Jabba's palace, and then he gets to touch Yaba and feel his texture. Like, yeah. this is big <laughs> news, guys. You know, I'm so, 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 so excited. Like, the one of my all-time favorite behind-the-scenes photos of any movie is uh, I tweeted it. It's it's Diego Luna behind like Admiral Radis, mm-hmm. and he's just like grinning like a child. I was like, that's that's me, yeah, right there. And it's so great to see behind the scenes. The actors also freaking out and stuff, and like loving it. And Diego's so great. And dude, we might get to see some of those other rebel spies. Like, what if I we know. get to see Pow again? I know, I know. What? I'm so I'm just so excited and really hope K two is in it and. Definitely gonna be. Gotta Somebody be. else even brought up the thought of like, what if um, Millie Bobby Brown is in it as a young Leia? And I'm just like, oh my god, please Ooh. give it to me! Like, how great would that be? That's a good one. I want Bail Organa in it. I have to have Bail. I'm just so have so to. Excited. It would be really cool to see like live action versions, live action versions of the Rebels characters. Yes. Oh you know my I mean? gosh. I, I know. just got chills. I know. Imagine imagine if <gasps> like Cassian's cool. like getting a transmission, it's like, Oh, we're gonna meet the ghost and you hear Hera over the oh intercom. Oh my gosh. Like these this is what <sighs> this is the ground that we're walking on right now. Yeah. Th- like, that's Dude that is, Yeah. That's what's so exciting about this is because there's just so much endless potential and you know, Agreed. with the Mandalorian series it's set in a time frame that we're familiar with, but I just feel like with this announcement it totally spins my head and brings so many more potential ideas to the forefront Agreed. because it's just in such a rich time in Star Wars. Yes, like, and you're in the midst of it. Like, that's the yeah. thing about The Mandalorian. It's like, you know, it takes place after episode six. So, like, the Empire's not there anymore. It's very lawlessness, like, very open canvas, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas this is like, what's going on right now at this point yeah. is everything's crumbling. Like, there's powers that be. Like, this is a huge thing there's a there's so much going on whereas the mandalorian po- quite possibly there's nothing going on mm-hmm. and, and then we find out what's going on over time uh so dude and the just the potential for cameos in this like dude like you said ahsoka like we could see a live action ahsoka we could see the ghost crew we could see alderaan we could see crate mm-hmm. you know like we, we might see what crate looked like when they first got there because it was an old rebel base back in those times yeah. You know, like, Bale used to have meetings there. Like, we we have to have Bale. That would be so cool. I know. I I Dude. feel like there's no reason why he won't be in it. Right? Um, I think he's like, gonna. Jimmy Smith will, will make time for this. For sure. <laughs> Whatever Dude. he's working on right now, he'll make time. Yeah, we might even get Brea. I mean, think about this. Oh, my like, gosh. How great would that be? There's so much that could happen. I know. I'm. This is probably... Probably one of the most exciting announcements late, like in the whole Disney era of Star Wars. I think Clone For Wars sure. coming back has been my number one. That that made me like so happy. And this has got to be number two. This is just. Yeah. Yep. Ugh. Yep. Yep. I yep. mean, this is up there with like, like when I first saw the Force Awakens trailer and Han Solo was like, Chewie, we're home. I mean, I cried at that. And <laughs> yesterday when this Cassian news was announced, um, I literally started jumping up and down and I was like dancing around the house with my dog and then I ate a whole bowl of ice cream and then I had like a super crazy sugar rush and I was like headbanging to the Clone Wars theme song while I was watching the Clone Wars. Yeah. That's how intense it was. Like I, 
I texted Melissa too. If you guys follow um, Melty Arts on like Twitter or Instagram, she's amazing. She's amazing, and I love to text her because we're just really similar. And I texted her about this news, and I was like, I'm so excited that I'm headbanging to the Clone Wars theme song right now. And she's like, You do that too? And I'm just like, This is why we're friends. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yesterday was a really good day. I don't. I'm not sure when this podcast will air. So uh, when you guys are here, eventually. This, you know the news of the news may have been announced a few days ago but right now we're riding the high because this was announced like less than 24 hours ago yeah so. it doesn't matter when you listen to it uh i'm still riding that high yeah so. same. <laughs> yeah i'm just oh, so exciting so uh yeah they announced disney announced that their streaming service is going to be called disney plus and this yeah. show and the Mandalorian what do you think about feeling? that i don't really care <laughs> i think it's dumb yeah. personally but yeah, it's kind whatever. of kind of a lame title right yeah, but I mean, Disney's a little lame lately, to be honest. Like, I've been, <gasps> I'm a Shots huge fired. Disney fan. Like, I am a hardcore you Disney don't sound like it. fan. <laughs> and I, here's the thing, I'm just like very disappointed with them lately because I'm not the kind of person that will just accept anything that Disney announces. Like, I'm a, I'm a very critical Disney fan because I believe in like what Walt created Disney to be and like his vision. And there's a lot of things lately that, that they've done that I just think are uh, kind of like a little too radical right now and a little too lazy <laughs> um mm-hmm. to me that's a kind of a lazy name but whatever i yeah that's I a agree. very minute decision in the grand <laughs> scheme of everything that's going on with disney right now so that doesn't bother me there's a lot bigger things that that kind of irritate me with what they're doing but whatever <laughs> i don't care i'm gonna i'm probably gonna pay for the streaming service because i want to see the show so <laughs> probably i'm interested to see how much definitely. they're gonna charge i really am yeah, what do you? I mean, Netflix is what ten bucks a month. I think, I think so. I pay ten, yeah, I'm pretty sure I pay ten dollars a month for Netflix. Yeah. And then you, it's more the more screens or the more accounts. So you, screens. It was screens. Is it still screens? I. You know what? I'm honestly not sure. I I know they Me charge either. you extra if you do like the DVD, you know, thing in the mail, or if you just yeah. stream. Um. Because I know it's like ten dollars to have it, and then it's like X amount of screens, which is like the amount of people who can be watching it simultaneously. Oh yeah, that's right. I, I think yeah. it's like up to four screens is like fifteen dollars or something like that. But anyway, I'm pretty sure I pay like ten dollars a month. Yeah. So it would have to be like competitive pricing, right? Yeah, I don't have um, any other streaming services except for Netflix, and actually, like my husband and I just use the same account, so it's not like we have a ton of streaming accounts. Sure. So I feel like no matter what the Disney service costs, as long as it's under fifteen bucks a month, like I'm okay with it. But uh, sure. for people that have cable and streaming services, like we we don't have cable, so our TV expenses are very, very low. Um, but I'm interested to see kind of what that costs and if other people have to kind of pick and choose which streaming services they have if this one ends up being a little costly. Sure. But, I mean, there's no reason why I won't have it. I think I'm just kind of anxious to see what they're going to charge because it's Disney and they know that people will pay whatever they want. That's a good point. Even yeah. like Disney tickets have gone up because yeah. they know you'll pay it. So, no, that's a good point. So maybe they don't because Disney is that big they might not have to necessarily be competitive because they're disney yeah i feel like they're gonna have to be a little competitive to a certain point but it just sucks knowing that they always raise prices and have very few pushback like very little Mm -hmm. pushback people will complain online but in the end of the day people are still paying to go to the parks the parks are still full you know people are still staying at their hotels it's hardly 
even possible to get a hotel reservation, you know, so. That's true. Um, I don't know. I hope it's not, I hope they don't charge some crazy amount. If it's 20 bucks a month, guys, uh, that would really tick me off. So <laughs> that's why I'm saying I will probably get it because I'm not, I don't want to be some sucker to this $20 a month expense when it's like entertainment, you know, but whatever. That's I'm a whole other conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the opposite. I That's where like most of my bill money goes is entertainment because mm. I'm like, mm, I watch all of these shows. And if I want to watch this show, I have to get this channel. If I want to watch this, I got to get this channel mm. on top of on demand because I'm a crazy person. Oh, my God. No, we oh, dude, I feel like um, I'm very frugal with that stuff. And yeah, we don't really spend a lot of money. We we never go to the movie theater. We don't have cable. We only pay for Netflix, like very few entertainment expenses. So um if this ends up being super expensive, it's going to be kind of salty. <laughs> it's going to taste <laughs> a little like, salty. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care what it costs. You give it to me. Yeah. You're the person series. that Disney is excited about to have on their side. Yes. <laughs> uh, dude, it's Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't I'm have excited. a choice. <laughs> like, I mean, I feel like I will pay whatever. It's just, you know, you don't I, have to I hate feeling it. like a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I know I'm a sucker when it comes to stuff like that. <laughs> um, that's yeah, where that's where so. my money goes, entertainment. But yeah. no, I'm excited. And Disney Plus is a dumb name, but the show's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, I'm, ex- I'm very excited about that. I'm really really stoked about this. I think uh, like Sean and I were talking about it last night. We were saying that this is a pretty safe decision for Disney because yeah, they know that that time frame is successful for them, and uh, this is a story mm-hmm. that will probably be received really well. But I'm happy. If they want to play it safe for a little while, I'm fine because I think they've taken some risks recently that didn't pay off and obviously things cost money and they are a business and I I'm happy with a safe decision like this one. So Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm into I'm I'm into all of it. Not Me too. Like I said, I'm Disney's demo. Somebody <laughs> yeah. somebody who has a job and is willing to spend their money. Yeah. Oh, I spend a ton of money on Disney stuff. I love Disney merchandise. Like that's a big thing for me. My mom is in uh Tokyo Disneyland right now and what? I'm like, "Mom, I need this and I need this and I need this and I need this cuz you can only get a lot of the merchandise at that one park and I'm probably never uh, going to go there within the next like 10 years." <laughs> so, uh she's bringing back quite a bit of merchandise for me cuz I'm a sucker for that stuff. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, it's going to be great. Is that we're not going to see it for you know two years, because like Mandalorian is filming right now has been for a bit. That's coming out next year. This is filming next year, so it would make sense if that came out twenty twenty. Yeah, I didn't even uh, think about that actually. Time. You're right. That's yeah. I, uh, I doubt we're going to get it next year. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. I want this yeah. now, <laughs> but we're also getting the Clone Wars be. probably next year. So that's another definitely, definitely. That's another. Yeah, show. I'm wondering I'm what's so like uh what's going to be the the life of these series are they going to be like limited you know where it's going to be this episode there's this series is 10 episodes this series is 10 episodes and then maybe do like what marvel did with uh you know like jessica jones luke cage iron fist and daredevil and then the defenders or are they going to do stuff like that like is this going to be just perpetual we're going to have the mandalorian for x amount of seasons cassian for x amount of seasons or is it going to be a limited release of 10 or so episodes yeah, yeah. I, I think with The Mandalorian, I feel like that story could go on a little longer. With Cassian, it's like, well, you're going to run into Rogue One, so you can't go forever with his story. They have to keep it sort of contained. So mm-hmm. 
I guess it depends on how early they start in his life and um, that's true. how quick the episodes go through time, you know. But uh, yeah, that's an interesting thought. I didn't consider that. Yeah, you know what? You know, it'd be really cool if we got to see a flashback to like six-year-old Cassian. I know. I I have a feeling they would do that. You know, it'd be nuts. You know, be cra- you know, be the craziest part about that is. Uh, in the Rogue One visual guide, mm-hmm. they talk about how, you know, when he was six years old, he was on a planet that was occupied by clones. Oh. And the clones were actually the bad guys. Oh, so when, when he Yeah, when he talks about, like, I've been in this fight since I was six years old, he fought clones because oh, they, like, M-G. were responsible. <laughs> yeah, like, if I'm... Give me somebody, that. <laughs> somebody correct me if I'm wrong because I'm going off of memory here, but if I'm pretty sure his dad died and, like, he he was collateral damage. In a battle between them. Oh my them. gosh! Yeah, so well, that's it's a big deal. So imagine sad. seeing that. Imagine seeing clones as the bad guy from the point of view of a six-year-old. Yeah. You know, it'd be pretty intense. It'd be like Rogue One when you see Saw Gerrera's rebels. Yeah. You know, blowing up a town square with like little kids in the middle. Yeah. Never know. Rogue One is my absolute favorite thing that we have in Disney era Star Wars. Like I think, it, like in the grand scheme of all Star Wars content. Empire Strikes Back is my number one. Clone Wars is probably probably number two or three. Rogue One is definitely like number two. I mean, yeah, fair. Rogue One and Clone Wars are right up there with each other. And I just thought that movie was amazing. I thought they did such a great job. And I really hope that they film this TV series similarly to how they filmed Rogue One. I think that would be mm-hmm. really great. Um, but I'm just so excited for this entire concept like i'm just all for it <laughs> same 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 yeah i can't wait yeah can't but wait rogue one is perfect it it really is and i i know some people don't like this movie and it, it boggles my mind i think there's a lot of you know controversial opinions about the sequel trilogy and that's understandable um sure but i feel like rogue one and solo were very enjoyable movies i don't think Solo was a perfect film, but I think it was a good film, and I think Rogue One was just a great film, and yeah, I love I it. I agree. I love I it. I agree. They don't have to like it. We'll like it enough for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. it enough for every single person in the entire world, and that's a lot of people. That's right. That is a lot of people. Yeah. Like, way more than you'd expect, probably. <laughs> um, We have a lot of Clone Wars episodes to talk about. So we do. <laughs> you ready to get into that? Because... Yeah, it, now we should probably get started. Yeah, so as you guys, <laughs> if you guys listened to our last episode, we didn't thank talk you. about the last, yes, thank you if you listened to the last <laughs> episode, but uh, we didn't talk about the last episode of the season because it it ties in with the first few episodes of season two. So we Correct. have 23 episodes to talk about today. And Mother of God. I, honestly, so many of them are so good that I want to talk about like, 98% of them, but I feel like a couple of them we may need to like skim through a little bit. Um Oh, we'll see. We'll see. There <laughs> there are a lot. Um so for the sake of time and the sake of boring you guys, we're just going to hit the highlights and talk about how much we love the season cuz I don't know about you Brian, but I'm hyped right now. I'm so oh, excited. I'm, s- <laughs> I'm so hyped oh and resisting the urge to play a theme song. You guys know what that means soon enough. Soon enough. Soon enough. Um, okay, so the episode that we didn't talk about last time was Hostage Crisis. It's the final mm-hmm. episode of season one. And it ties in with the episodes Holocron Heist and Cargo of Doom, which are the yep. beginning of season two. And then 
the episode after those is called Children of the Forest, and it also involves Cad Bane. So we're just going to talk about. Let's do it. About, we're going to talk about Cad Bane because, guys, uh, I love him. Good. So he is um, the greatest bounty hunter of all time. So. Oh my god. Fair enough. I love that statement. It's true. Statement. I, I, we need. You know what? We need a no. That'd be a dumb sticker. I was like, we need a sticker of you know the whole. Uh, Cad Bane is what people think Boba Fett is. Yeah. You know? Like Cad he Bane, totally is. Like, every, yeah, I think everyone's like, oh, Boba Fett's the greatest bounty hunter of all time. I was like, mm, no. Lies. I don't think so. He looks cool, but yeah, not really. Yeah, he dies in a dumb way. Unless yeah. you read the EU, then he doesn't. But anyway, not cool. Cad yeah. Bane, on the other hand, what he does in these episodes <laughs> is uh, pretty intense. He's just like shooting people up. I know, in the He's back. ruthless. So... <laughs> So you guys probably remember. I think uh, I think a lot of you enjoyed the fact that I dislike Zero the Hut, and I mentioned that so strongly <laughs> in our first couple episodes. Um, oh. He is Zero the Hut is in Hostage Crisis, and yeah, he is. you know what's Your interesting favorite. that is that he and Cad Bane are voiced by the same person, as well as Count Dooku. Um, just Nuts. thought I'd drop that in there. But uh, he, yeah, he's in this episode, and. You know that if I'm suffering through a Zero the Hut episode, it's got to be real good because it is like getting stabbed in the arm. <laughs> like true. She loves Zero, guys. When she's uh, off mic, all she does is say how much she loves him. Oh, God. See? My name is Zero the Hut. <laughs> <laughs> see? You know what? You wouldn't have that good of an impression if you didn't secretly love him. No, putting, I only have that, that good there. of an impression because I watch Cad Bane so much and I have to somehow listen to Zero, so it's like whatever. I reject that. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just refuse to believe you. <laughs> well, anyways. Um, I wish I could do a Cad Bane impression. How cool would that be? I've tried for years, trust me, and I cannot do it. So Me neither. If it's I the, could, I would totally rock it out right now, but... Mm-mm. I need one of those like professional podcaster soundboard things. You know, I can like push yeah. a button and then sound like him. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it real quick. Let's see how this Are you? goes. I'm going <gasps> to try it. Okay. Hold on. Let me set up. Okay. Okay. Go. Everybody quiet. <laughs> I've got a call to make. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> see, I can't. I so wish I could. If I could talk like him, I would never talk like myself. <laughs> that was so much better than I expected it to be. <laughs> <laughs> although although there was a part of me i'm not gonna lie for a second i even closed my eyes to open the theater of the mind i was like what if she sounds exactly like cad Bane? <laughs> i would love that <laughs> that would be incredible oh my god okay uh, well you got close good job i'm apologizing in advance for you guys having yeah. to hear that <laughs> i'm not cutting that out of the episode i'm gonna keep it. this is what they come here for now mediocre yeah. impressions and us arguing <laughs> yeah Welcome to the Darky Diva Show. Well, you guys know that I'll never have a career as a voice actress. <laughs> or you will, just as the, the characters that are in the back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like crying. Uh, okay. W- we have fun here. So, in Hostage Crisis, Cad Bane has a crew of bounty hunters, and we actually get to see Ara Singh, which is bounty hunter from episode one, and she's mm-hmm. in the... Uh, pod racing she's so cool um she's voiced by jamie king in the clone wars which i also think is she's exciting. amazing um but he's got this like ragtag crew of bounty hunters with a few different droids and they are up to no good um, no good i think it's so funny in the beginning of this episode too they, this actually happens a couple times in season two anakin and padme 
get to have some like one-on-one time uh which we rarely see and I think Padme is like working at her desk and she's like working on this bill that she's trying to get approved and Anakin's like hey we should uh you know go away for a couple (laughs) weeks because I'm on a meditation retreat and hint hint wink wink yeah and she's like boy I'm so busy right now like I cannot and I just think it's adorable and so he gives her (laughs) he gives her his lightsaber to show her that he like loves her so much and he trusts her with his life and I'm just like dude you are so jaded (laughs) (laughs) so dumb so dumb yeah so dumb that's like the biggest it's like I see, no, no. I, I see what you were doing here. You're trying to be sweet, Anakin, but yeah. use a dum dum. Yep, you is a dum dum. Um, and Cad Bane and all his bounty hunters that I'm like invading the Senate, and they get a hold of Padme, Bale, a uh, few other senators. I think Chuchi is actually in here again too. Mm-hmm. And you know, someone has to come to their rescue, but someone doesn't have a lightsaber. Good Imagine old that. General Dum Dum. Imagine <laughs> that, and then Padme has to tell Bale, "Yo, dude, um, I have the Jedi's lightsaber." And Bale's like, "Girl, you tripping? Why you have that? Like, <laughs> are you kidding yeah. me right now? Why do you have that?" And she's just like, "You know, she's a fair question." She just moves along. She's like, "I just have it. I don't remember what she says, but she doesn't explain why she has it." Yeah, she um, found it. Yeah, and Cad Bane ends up like shooting one of the i think one of the senators in the back which is like oh yeah that's when he does uh, his little what to do. everybody <laughs> quiet i've got a call to make line yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my it's actually not a bad impression like if we if you had the the modulation done yeah like in post i think you'd sound pretty damn hey, close. maybe i'll edit it in the um in the podcast to sound better you should you know what you should do just cut out you and put in that line <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> They're like, hold on a second. <laughs> oh my god, I kind of want to do that now. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, at the end of the episode, Cad Brain, Cad, Cad Brain, Cad Brain, Cad, Cad Brain. Bain. That's who he is now. Yeah, he's the Cad... brain of the operation. <laughs> he's a beautiful brain. Um, <laughs> he, he ends up freeing Zero the Hut from prison, which is the best. The, which is we like the out. one bad thing about. Cad Bane's character. <laughs> the fact that he does well at his job. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> He's just so good. Um, and so, like I said, this episode is a part of an arc. And the next episode is called Holocron Heist. This is a very, very, very interesting episode. Um, Agreed. We get to see a um, another species like... It's like... Um, Zam Wessels, right? What is her name? The Changelum? Yes. But what is yes. that species called? Aren't they called Changelums? Is that it? I thought I thought they had like a different name. Oh, she's a oh. Claudite. She's a Claudite. Claudite. That's, That's what, what it is. is. I'm like, so what does Anna can call her a Changelum for? Because she changes. Mm. Yeah, is that just like a... <gasps> no. Mm. I wonder if there's multiple species that can Ooh, alter their maybe. look, you know? Maybe. So maybe, I don't know. Yeah, we're going to have to figure this out. Internet, get on it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is a... You're right, it is a Claudite. Then why does Anakin call her a changeling? What in the I always thought he said changeling. Maybe. I I think he says changeling. Hmm. Guys, what do you think? Chime in. Tell us what you think. Yeah, chime in. Um, Oh! No, we'll we'll do that at the end. What? Keep, keep going. Nope. Okay. <clears throat> um. So so he hires this other bounty hunter who is a Claudite, and she has to take the form of a Jedi so that they can get access to the Holocron Vault. And this episode also introduces uh, Cad Bane's little helper droid, Toto Three Sixty, who I love. I think he's so adorable. Uh, <laughs> he is voiced by Seth Green, and I just. I just think he's, he's precious. He's trying so hard to please his master, and he just is scared that he's going to die one day, and he's just always hustling, this little guy. Um, yep. He's the best. Yeah. And so polite. <laughs> yeah, he is very polite. Um, uh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. And so, anyways, at the Jedi Temple, Yoda feels like there's something going on. Something's up. And I think they have Ahsoka, like... Like, I think she's in the Jedi library and she notices that something's yep. up and that, you know, that Jedi shouldn't be in there because mm-hmm. Kato's impersonating a Jedi. Um, mm-hmm. And new. well, she impersonates um, another character first and then mm-hmm. she impersonates Jocasta New. And so I think uh, they end up fighting each other, Jocasta New and Ahsoka. They um, do. That's a really weird scene, by the way, to like <laughs> to see this old lady Jedi fighting. Oh man! Ahsoka. To anyone listening that is also listening to the Darth Vader series, you know. Yep. Con- continue. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyways, Ahsoka is like, "Hey, there's you know a changeling in here. It's Kato, and Bane is like on his way to take the holocron, um, and that's." kind of that episode and it's the next one that gets really dicey cargo of doom is one of my favorites in all of clone wars and guys really yeah yeah go on because uh cat bane captures ahsoka he does he does and if you remember i didn't like ahsoka at this time (laughs) (laughs) is that why (laughs) um that's not why i love the episode i feel like it is (laughs) (laughs) oh you're awful i mean the best it it (laughs) pleased me when i first saw it these these pauses are the best part of this i have to think about how to organize my thoughts (laughs) just go for it when have you organized your thoughts before (laughs) (laughs) i didn't like Ahsoka, but she does get a much more modest outfit and I really appreciate True. that. She gets a space suit. She's all covered up. We're going to be talking about modesty a lot in this episode oh later on. Oh, boy. You guys don't even know. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a big, uh, it's an important topic to me. So anyways, she's covered yeah, up. And I really like that ma- they made an action figure of her all covered up. And I actually mm-hmm. bought this action figure. I bought it because I was like, oh. I'm supporting this. And I want, I want to have this. And I actually still have it to this day. Good. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, with that out of the way, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a little taste. Yeah, he ends up <laughs> capturing Ahsoka and steals the holocron, and Anakin has to come to the rescue. Kicks the holocron out of Cad Bane's hands, and I think, I think R two D two turns off the gravity. Right? 
Mm-hmm. And then he has to like reactivate it anyways. They're like floating around. It's really funny. Um, That's cool. And oh, this is also where we see uh, Clone Trooper Denal. And yes. he is also in season one. But Cad Bane has to escape and he ends up disguising himself as Denal. He kills the clone. He does. Takes his armor, <laughs> wears the armor. Puts and the coat on the body. <laughs> I love because guys, if you remember, I love clones and I love Cad Bane. And guess what? He's wearing clone, clone armor. He's so clone Bane. It's a dream come true. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. So he ends up getting away, and then we move into the next episode. He does. See, so yeah, what I like about those episodes is like it really shows that Cad Bane is like a tr- an actual like escape artist. Yes. You know, there's like a Jedi Master, a Jedi Knight, and a Padawan, and he's like kicking him in the head, and like gravity's off. That's cool. He's got rocket boots, and he's like the second there's a moment to get the binders off, he's out of there, and like he's so good at his job. He is slick. He is, and he looks and good while doing it. Yeah. So that's greatest bounty hunter of all time. Just just with these three episodes, mm-hmm. just be like, all right, greatest bounty hunter of all times. Watch these three, and then yeah. you're like, oh, cool, yeah, well, makes sense. And then there's everything here went according to plan. Yeah, yeah. and it, like. His ability to improvise as well, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, that's the most useful in his line of work. Like, dude stole clone armor. Yeah. What? Yeah. Awesome. I um, I really like this arc because it's so long and it gives you so much time, like, within the story since there's four episodes. Um, mm-hmm. So the next one is Children of the Force, and they end up trying to, you know, Anakin and Ahsoka try to end up recapturing the holocron, and Ahsoka noticed that this clone walking around has green blood on the floor and something's off with him. And so she realizes that it's Cad Bane. Um, she gets kicked by Cad Bane and he runs she away. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and handled. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. later on, we find out that Cad Bane is working for Sidious to capture these four sensitive children and take them to Mustafar. So he ends up putting on a Jedi cloak, impersonates a Jedi, goes to these different planets, captures little baby Jedi. They're so cute. Little baby Rodian. And mm-hmm. takes them to Mustafar. Little baby Gungan. Little baby Gungan. Oh, that one is super cute. Think about that. Gungan so Jedi. Force sensitive Gungan. Think about that. That's what Jar Jar wishes he was. That's what I wish Jar Jar was. <laughs> yeah. Dude, a force sensitive Gungan would be the. Imagine a Jedi Gungan. Yeah. That'd be the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. I'd be so. Imagine Captain Tarples with a lightsaber. Oh my God. Yes. Sign me up for all of it. That is amazing. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Big deal. Big deal. Big deal. Dude. Also, this is like the. What I think it was like a trial run of Palpatine to what later became the, like the Inquisitor program. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because in Rebels we see the same sort of thing. The Inquisitor is going and grabbing Force sensitive kids. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing reflections. Love it. This is also a really cool episode because we get to see Palpatine playing both sides, and we yes. we get to see that throughout the Clone Wars, but it's really prominent in this episode. Um, oh yeah, I just think that's awesome because he's like manipulating. Uh, Anakin and trying to figure out what Anakin thinks about the situation, who he thinks is behind the kidnappings, and he's mm-hmm. also playing the bad guy side, saying, hey, Cad Bane, uh, go get these kids, and also, like, now that the Jedi are suspicioso and think that they're on Mustafar, we gotta destroy everything. And Yeah, as you do. Hide all the evidence. Um, I think it's also cool that they go to Mustafar. That's 
such a neat tie to Revenge of the Sith. I think this is the first time we see Mustafar in the Clone Wars, right? Yes, That's... which is big. Yes. It's like the M- Mustafar always had this destiny, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Big stuff, big stuff. I always wonder how people would feel about Star Wars. Like if you had never seen Star Wars before and you watched every single thing chronologically, like if you watched Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, all of the Clone Wars, Episode 3, and then on and on and on. I wonder how this would affect your uh, viewing of Revenge of the Sith. It just makes me so curious. I would love to sit down with a Star Wars newbie and watch them go through that journey. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because it, it, you do, you do, obviously they'd be like, hey, wait, we've been here before. This is where Palpatine brought the kids. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. exactly. So would it further enhance the... It ha- Obviously it would further enhance the story. That's what Clone Wars does. Right. But yeah, no, that's... Hmm. It'd be cool to see them react to different things. Um, especially yeah. the, the different Jedi that we get to know better in the Clone Wars and different clones and clone commanders that we get to know better in the show. So, oh, yeah. you know, that effect with you know the relationships and everything and in episode three they would definitely feel betrayed by cody oh guys (laughs) imagine if you didn't see order 66 first and you're watching clone wars and you're like oh cody cool yeah that's obi-wan and then they have this moment and then you're like what is he doing it's like pure pain (laughs) yeah that'd be bad if anyone out there has viewed star wars in this way or knows anyone that has viewed star wars in this way i would love to hear about it like Agreed. Hit me up on Twitter, at the Dorky Diva. I want to hear more about this. That's um, right. Yeah, and for so- zero art, at Savannah Kiefer. <laughs> 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 Trying to help you out here. Okay, thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. Um, <laughs> um, so Mustafar. So Mustafar. <laughs> Anyways, the, uh, the whole structure ends up going back into the lava. All the evidence is destroyed. The children are saved and taken back to Coruscant mm-hmm. and they still don't know who was behind the kidnappings they don't believe it's Dooku they don't really know who's involved but Yoda advises that they be cautious so this is pretty scary um to know that someone yeah. is out there plucking up little force sensitive babies and they have no idea who has that information and you know why they're doing it exactly cray cray not um, good the next episode is probably one of, in my opinion, one of the most entertaining episodes of season two. <laughs> sure, sure. It's called Senate Spy. And in this episode, we see Padme and Anakin again. And someone named Senator Rush Clovis, who is a former lover of Padme's. Um, oh, Clovis. Oh, Clovis. I hate him. <laughs> um, but the beginning but of this Padme. episode is adorable because they're together in their you know Anakin and Padme are together in their apartment and they're getting ready to have like a nice romantic evening and then Anakin gets called to the Jedi temple and Padme is a little salty about it ladies you know how that is when your man leaves you just kidding um (laughs) relatable Uh, it's just so funny and she's like super salty with him the next day when they see each other at the senate and she's just like oh are you working right now (laughs) yes so funny um but basically they need padme to spy on clovis and find out what he's up to and uh anakin finds out from the jedi that that uh padme has a history with this young man and Mm. she's like "Ah, that's not important 
we were, you know, this was before we were together. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like my Padme voice? <laughs> it's spot on. Um, You're just killing it today. Yeah. And so she has to like have dinner with him and then he goes away for a few minutes and she's bre- basically like breaking into his computer. And this is one of the funniest things to me because she's trying to figure out what his password is for his computer and she tries all these things and then she goes, oh, Padme. And it unlocks. <laughs> just, I just think Weird. hilarious. <laughs> Creepy. I would totally peace out if that were me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but Padme ends up getting poisoned. She does. Poisoned. And Clovis says that... Uh, I, or who, who reveals that Padme is a spy? Do you remember? Nope. I can't remember right now, but anyways, they end up saying that Padme is a spy, and Anakin has to save her. Oh, it was uh the the um the Nemoidian. Um, oh, Latdod or Lockdod? Yes, yes, Latdod. And yep. oh, that's right, that's right. You're right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they they get Padme out of there. She's all good. Um, and they leave Clovis on the planet to deal with Latdod. Ha. Boop, what a boop. boob. I just, Clovis is the worst. I think if you were like really into action and stuff in this show, this probably wouldn't be your absolute favorite episode. And I remember watching the season for the first time. I was like, oh my God, it's so boring. Like it has to do with romance. But now I just think it's hysterical because I love the attitude that Padme has throughout the episode. And, uh, you know, she's just doing her duty. It's a little uncomfortable. And Anakin is obviously a little jelly. Yeah, um, a little. <laughs> I just think it's Slightly, so funny. maybe. Because it's so yeah. relatable. Like, yeah, that's just he how turns into a child. Yeah. <laughs> She's mine. Yeah. Don't even, don't even look at her. <laughs> oh, Anakin. Uh, so that's Senate Spy. That is Senate Spy. And the next one is a very, 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 the beginning of a very exciting arc. Um, yes. The episode is called Landing at Point Rain. And mm-hmm. also with this arc, we get Weapons Factory, Legacy of Terror, and Brain Invaders. So yes. four super strong episodes. Agreed. Um, these episodes have a lot to do with Ahsoka. Right. And, I and think hashtag we, no filter. Ha- and hashtag no filter. Amen. Kiati Mundi up in here. <laughs> Hashtag no you know what? He really doesn't bother me in the Clone Wars as much as he does in the movies. Um, <laughs> he doesn't bother me at all because he's awesome. Well, you know what? He doesn't bother you because he's not um, Agent Kolar. Like, the, you're right. You're right. I did think of the guy's you're name. Absolute... It took me a second. I'm like, which Yeah, no, forget it. <laughs> you're better off forgetting it. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the landing at Point Rain is so good. I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, this is the most war-like episode we've gotten so far. Yes. As they're, like, being shot down, and the, the the directing of this episode is just, like, one of the best episodes in the series, in my opinion. Like, the way that they shot it along the gunships as they're being shot down, and they're crashing, and stuff's going everywhere. It's nuts. It's so real. It's very like, it's real. it's so yeah. lifelike. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. This awesome. arc ends up being a very important series of stories that relate to the end of the clone wars basically true um so so these episodes involve ahsoka and barris and they have a very 
sweet friendship in these episodes. They become closer with each other. And also, Anakin and Luminara have to work together. And I think we talked about this in the last season, uh, but we were talking about yep. attachments and how, you know, uh, Ayla Sakura was basically, like, ready to leave Anakin for dead in season one. And... <laughs> Ahsoka's like, uh, no. <laughs> and mm-hmm. we see their connection again in this arc when uh, Ahsoka and Barriss get trapped in the droid factory. So they get they get stuck in this giant pile of rubble. And Luminara's like... <laughs> Luminara's all, eh, they'll figure it out. Which is, I mean, at one... I, I understand one side of the thinking is like, okay, my Padawan is completely capable. But the way that she says it is more like... If she dies, she dies. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's way less like it's cool to believe in your Padawan and you absolutely should. But it's another to be like, you know what? If they fail, uh, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. And Anakin's like, you go in and get them. <laughs> you know, very different schools of thought. It's so interesting how radical he is against other Jedi and how firm the other Jedi are on not having attachments. And I'm just like, guys, how are you even able to do that? Like, yeah, I would feel like that Padawan is almost my child and I'm responsible for their life. Yeah, it's I mean, it's definitely a, a learned behavior and I, I get it, but they're they're missing the point. Yeah. You know, we, we could go back to Qui-Gon as the example. You know, you can still care. Yeah. And they get to the point of detachment where it's almost like they don't. It's so much so detached that they're like, well, you know what? I'm just not going to get involved. You know, it's like, yeah, but if you got involved, you could make a difference. Yeah. Like, no, if I get involved, I'll just, it's like a very Taoist uh, way of thinking. Yeah. You know, it's very much the the universe is going to do what it's going to do. And I don't want to get in the way. Therefore, I'm going to be just one with the universe and kind of flow. It's like, no, there's, when there's bad things going on, you still need to do something. Yeah, I'm way too emotional pa- for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, well, that's why not everyone can do it. Yeah. Uh, when your Padawan is stuck in a tank, you should go get them. Yeah. I would be a Jedi, but I'd be the good kind. Yeah. They end up getting out and... They do. Luminar is like, Ahsoka, <laughs> your master never lost faith in you. And I'm just like, girl, Anakin yeah. can't say the same to Barris. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would I would have turned to Barris and be like, girl, she was ready for you to die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were actually on our way out. Thank God you caught us mm-hmm. in time. Ooh. So, yeah. God, I know. Pretty horrible. I, know. I, I do like this arc because we get the, the game uh yes. you know like who How got many the most they killed yeah yeah and kiati moon he's like what do i win yeah that was a great moment if you guys don't remember this anakin and ahsoka are really competitive with with each other in this arc about how many people they killed and mm. uh at the end they're like in the gunship saying how many they killed and then um kiati money just blurts out that he i can't remember the exact number but he ended up killing more than them and like way more yeah and uh, he's like okay what do i win <laughs> Yeah, it's just very, oh. And I like that Obi-Wan is like, sorry, they, this is what they do. Yeah. It's very much like uh, Legolas and Gimli yeah. uh, in Lord of the Rings, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's a, I got two already. I'm on 17. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> like, that's, that was this, and it was it was good. Yeah. It, oh, what? I got I got this many. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you, you don't win anything. Oh. Oh, this is a dumb right. game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. In Legacy of Terror, we get to see the Geonosian queen, Queen Karina. Yeah, which is weird and gross. Creepy. How do you feel about that, that Geonosians are a hive mind? 
What are your thoughts? I like it. I think it makes sense. Um, Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I don't mind it. Sure. What do you think? Do you not I go back and forth. I I go back and forth. Like, at one point, it is really cool because they're, like, you know, bees. Mm -hmm. You know, like, the queen runs everything. But, I don't know. The whole hive mind to the point where, like, they don't have their own thoughts sort of thing. I don't know. I go back and forth. Like, I think some days I think it's really cool and other days I'm like, eh, they can't just be their own people. Mm -hmm. But then who they are makes sense that they wouldn't be. And then the whole deal with, like, Poggle the Lesser. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It is cool. It is cool. I'm not going to lie. I like the best part is that she can reanimate. Yes. You know, that's the coolest part of it all. Yeah. And it makes sense with the hive mind that, like, they're essentially just, they are literally drones. Yeah. You know, little little bee and info there. Yeah. Kind of neat. And she sounds gross. <laughs> I was going to mention this because yeah. <laughs> uh, you've been to Star Wars weekends. And I remember when they had D. Bradley Baker visit for certain weekends, he would be on the like, uh, uh, crap, I can't remember the name of the, the Clone Wars uh, panel they did. But anyways, they had like a little show where they interviewed the stars of the Clone Wars and they would always have him do that voice. Always, always, always. Like, every year really? he had to do Queen Garena's voice. Yeah, because it was one of the most, to me, like, diverse, weird things. And he would talk about how he voices the clones. And then he would talk about how he voices different monsters and creatures. And I remember at one point, it was just, like, always Queen Karina. He always would bring up her voice, uh, which wasn't a bad that's thing. So but that's just what I think of when I think of that character is D. Bradley Baker at Star Wars Weekends. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. You know, it's it's weird and gross and ugh. <laughs> yeah. But it is neat. It introduces an idea that comes up later on. Mm-hmm. You know, with queens and whatnot and click clack and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then gross brain worms. Oh, the final episode of this arc is disgusting. <laughs> like, it's called Brain Invaders. <laughs> and they discover that while they were on Corazon, um, they ended up getting these, like, so there's these worms that grow inside eggs and they hatch and then they slither up your nose and they end up in your brain and they and they're make fast. you psycho and they're super fast and they're disgusting. Um, they are. And the clones ended up getting like tainted Infected? by these uh, taken over t- taken over by these nasty little worms, and they tried to turn on Ahsoka and Barris when they were leaving. They did, and that was pretty crazy for them and ahsoka's like um did you order these clones to do this like why are they turning um <laughs> what's going on yeah and it takes them a little while to figure out what's going on and then i think barris and ahsoka one of them gets infected as well and i think ahsoka has to uh she finds out that if you freeze them the yep. worms will die so yep. she ends up having to freeze barris right yep Ew. Yeah, they have a big fight, and then it's like the, the one of the tanks starts leaking, and it freezes, and then it comes out of her mouth. <laughs> You're like, Hah. yeah, Hah. yeah, not not good. Yeah, and <laughs> that's gross. At the end, I think Ahsoka felt really guilty for having to do that, but Anakin kind of consoles her and was like, "No, you did the right thing, and you weren't trying to physically murder her. You were trying to help her by not letting this worm attack her and take over her." Um, Agreed. Yeah, it was wild though. Like. Yeah, it really was. It was Yuck. weird and gross and very horror movie-esque, yes. that particular episode, Brain Invaders. Yeah. Um, uh, gross. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> I yeah. I have to, like, kind of close my eyes whenever they slither up their little faces. It's so fast. That's the worst part. Yeah. It's very fast, and the sound is gross, and it's like, 
Done. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be a pass for me. No, thank you. Yep. Uh, moving on. <laughs> the, moving there's a on. lot more we could say about the arc, but there's just so many episodes we need to talk about today. But I think that is probably probably the strongest arc of this season. It's hard to say that because there's so many good ones, but that is a very, very, very good arc because it is um, so in touch with the war that's going on and it feels so real and it's hard for me to describe Agreed. but and it's cool that we go back to geonosis yeah where it all started exactly yeah so uh, that's a solid arc whenever i tell people about the clone wars if they're not willing to watch you know an entire season or something i say hey just watch this arc it's great and you'll love it and it involves you know a lot of key characters um and it gives ahsoka a lot of depth and maturity as well so good I stuff agree. you know i have to say i didn't um didn't mind ahsoka so much when this season came out i obviously didn't like her at first because i told you guys that i wanted cad bane to kill her whoopsies but uh (laughs) throughout it i was really accepting her a lot more she just wasn't my favorite character still um Mm -hmm. but it's not like she irritated me as much as she did from the beginning that's good yeah we've we've we're growing we're growing Okay, so the next episode is Grievous Intrigue. And to be honest, this episode does not stand out to me at all. What about you? Yeah, me neither, actually. I mean, it's a... Uh, eh, it's all right. I, mean, I don't even remember uh, anything about it. <laughs> I mean, Eth Koth is in it. And and uh, he's a... If I remember correctly, he's taken hostage. And he's just, like, tortured... And then Grievous, like, sends them a message. He's like, hey, got one of your dudes, and he's torturing him. Yeah. And then Obi-Wan and Adai Gallia. Uh, oh, you like, say her name way different than I do. How do you say it? Gallia? Adi Gallia. Adi Gallia? Yeah. Weird. I say Adai Gallia. Yeah. I'm definitely wrong. But Adi? So how do you say, how do you say, hashtag no filter. How do you say his name? Ki Mundi. See, I say Ki Mundi. Wow. I've we said Kiadi Mundi children. before. Um, but yeah, Adi Gallia is like, I've always said Adi Gallia. Yeah. So how do wow. you say it again? I say Adi Gallia. But it's definitely Gallia. But I say Adi. And it's probably Adi. I'm from North Carolina. I'm from um, the South so we too. Say things, we say things differently uh, but there. But North Carolina is still considered in the South. Yes, true. But we talk a little different. Adi Gallia, Adi Gallia. Mm-hmm. Yours, yours sounds more right than mine. I does feel like I, I heard it. it like that somewhere, but I could be wrong. You probably heard it in Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah, funny. yeah. I say Adi Gallia. Mm. Anyway, Adi Gallia, Adi Gallia, whatever you want to call her. She's got the coolest like little head things. Whatever she those are. She is adorable. She's cool. She's and then Stas Ali is her clone, but nobody addresses it. It's weird. Wait, what? It's like Eth Koth. Okay, so Stas. How do you say that? Stas Ali? Yeah, I say it like that. Okay, Stas Ali looks exactly like Adai Gallia. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was and like, wait, Eth her clone? Koth. I was so confused by that term. Oh, I no, no, no. Like, they look like twins. Yeah. Yeah, like they're the same yes. person, just with a different name. Yeah. And then this, it almost goes the same with Eth Koth and Agent Kolar. Yeah. But Agent Kolar's much darker. <laughs> and much and dumber. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, way dumber. But Ethcoth is a pretty dumb name. <laughs> I don't even like saying it. I think I used to say Ethcoth. It's probably Ethcoth. <laughs> when, it, when it comes to pronunciation, I will always take your side over my oh, own. Oh, I would I wouldn't do that. But it's I it's pro- you're probably right. I really just so, want to skip Ethcoth. this episode and talk about the next one. <laughs> so <Okay>. anxious. <laughs> this this episode happened. This episode happened. Sorry guys, I just Oh no, I just realized what the next episode is. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so in grievous intrigue um there's there's a plan oh no i'm trying to save you guys <laughs> okay you know what let's let's not prolong the inevitable <laughs> i'll get into the it next... let's let's do this let's do um, it so the next episode is the deserter and brian yeah. is very anxious right okay. now because i watched this episode again last night to kind of refresh my brain a little bit she and did. i told okay. him that um we're going in. That there was something in this episode that I didn't really care for. And I wanted to warn him that I would be discussing it today because I wanted to see if he was comfortable with me talking about it. And I think you're cool with it, right, Brian? <laughs> she she learned that the answer is always yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> yeah. If there's controversies, just know that I, I signed off on it. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm going to be... I don't really... Okay, Let's I'm just, just, just going to get into do this. it. I'm not going to explain The deserter. Myself. I'm just going to say what I think. So, uh, the premise of this episode is that, uh, like, Obi-Wan, Rex, Cody, they all land on this planet called Salukamai, and they're looking for General Grievous. And they end up, like, kind of getting split up, I think, and Rex is injured. And they, they come up upon this farm, and it's owned by a female Twi'lek and this guy named Cut LeQuain. His wife's name is Sue. And they have two mm-hmm. kids. And they it do. turns out that Cut LeQuain is actually a clone and he deserted his job. And he has decided to be a civilian and have a wife and kids and a farm and not engage in the war. Mm-hmm. I will just say up front, I love the concept of this story. I love it. I love how they bring so much individuality to the clones. This adds a really thick layer of depth to the story of the clones because it shows that, you know, they they can, not that they can leave, but some of them do. I wonder if he's the only one. Are there several of them out there that have done this? Um, and sure. anyways, so let's get into you the nitty gritty. So <laughs> Sue. Sue is a beautiful purple Twi'lek lady. Rock and bod, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's not afraid to show it off. That's right. So she's a Twi'lek. She's a, That's what they she's do. She's a Twi'lek. Um, and when the clones come up upon this farm, her husband Cut is not home. So it's just her and her two children who are pretty young. Mm-hmm. And she kind of answers the door with a rifle, like, "Yo, who are you guys, and why are you here?" And she Fair is enough. dressed in this outfit, where yep. um. Her chest is very prominent. Let's just say that. And <laughs> she's wearing like pants with chaps, but the chaps continue to go up and they cover the girls a little bit. Not a lot. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. Just a little bit. And I want to talk about the logic behind this outfit. And I think it's stupid. I'm, I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you're having flashbacks or if you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to... Uh, Defense Force episode, episode number two. <laughs> oh boy. Um, 
So my problem with her outfit is not that she decides to wear this. You know what? If I lived on a farm and I didn't have anyone around, whatever. I'd wear whatever I wanted. I didn't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, my problem is that she answers the door. Mm-hmm. And then she decides to invite these people into her home with her husband not present. And mm-hmm. she's just flaunting it all, to say the least. Um, personally, I don't think I would dress like that and invite pure strangers into my home and dressed like that. I think I'd throw a t-shirt on real quick or a robe or something like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, what if, what if it was the only thing you had clean left and the people you're inviting in look exactly like your husband? Then I would use my arms to cover up my body. But then you can't hold your rifle. I could punch Mm. them. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I'm like, come on, guys. Like, I see where you're clothing choices say a lot of things, in my opinion. And Mm -hmm. the logic behind it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And I know a lot of guys watching this outfit are like, oh my God, she's so hot. I wish I had a wife like that. But it's like, (laughs) uh. So, um, yeah, those are my thoughts. How do you feel, Brian? (laughs) I, well. Okay. Think of this as if she was your wife. What if this Sweet. was Monique? <laughs> uh, number one, awesome. Uh, I so <laughs> that was a trick question. Um, I'm I'm cool with it. I am. It's a weird. I look at it as I mean, it's probably hot there. I mean, look at what Cut's wearing. Yeah. You know, like he's wearing a sleeveless tunic. Like it's hot. She's doing her thing. You know, people come to the door. She showed up armed. Oh, I know. You know. But that's why I'm um, fine with so. her wearing that outfit. I'm fine with her answering the door like that. It's the once you invite strangers into your home. I mean, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. But also, like, in the context, right? So you just invited these three people that you don't know into your – they're armed – into your home where your children are. You don't really want to go into the other room or take your eyes off them for a second. No. Just in case. I don't think I would invite them into my home then. I mean, yeah, for sure. I would not. For sure. That, I'd be like, that was, um, BRB. That was very trusting yeah. of her to invite them in. I agree. Um, especially with one being injured. Like, you don't know how he got injured. You don't know what side he's fighting for. Right. You know he looks like your husband, so that's kind of weird. Yeah, that would but weird me out. other than that, yeah, it's a, I mean, I ain't got a problem with it. I ain't going to lie. She can do what she wants. I would love to know what I see where you're think coming about from, this. Though. Yeah, for I'm sure. Interested. Like I, I 100% see where you're coming from. And you are valid to have that opinion. Uh, yeah, I don't see a problem with it. I don't think it was something that, like, may. I mean, I don't know what the thought process was behind the character design. Mm-hmm. Like, was it somebody just being like, oh, let's make this tweet like hot. Let's see how this works. Or was it like, oh, it's hot on Saluka Mai. The, she's at home just kind of hanging out with her kids. This is what she would wear. You know what I mean? Like, but I, I think a tank top, was. like, why does the, the V-neck need to be that revealing? You could wear a tank top and still be cool. Sure. I mean, but that's that's from our standards, not from like the Twilight I've lived standards. in Florida. <laughs> it's just, true, but not Saluka Mai. No. <laughs> and and Twi'leks have always been very comfortable uh, with, their with their bodies and sexuality. Oh, I know. And also to her, like that might be equivalent to a tank top to her. Oh, I know. It's just you know? bizarre to me. And I'm just like, come on. Yeah. It's a kid's show. <laughs> but I also, I, I have the, you know, we've talked about it before. I have the fanboy logic where I will try to justify anything in universe. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't look at it as like, oh, there was someone at Lucasfilm that drew this character this way. Me, I'm like, no, it's just what Twi'leks wear on Saluka Mai. I mean, it makes sense. 
you know so i have i have a very weird opinion on things like this because i look at them in the context of what they are not necessarily where the real world origin is right you know what i mean so that might also be why i have a different opinion because i'm looking at it from a very different point of view yeah um also as a man you know yeah. it is what it is yeah it's yeah, uh i'm into it Obviously, if you guys I, haven't noticed by now, it's a very uh, important topic to me. If you're sick of hearing it, it sorry. You're never going to hear <laughs> the end of it know. until these girls start dressing modestly. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't know that the Dorky Diva likes clothes, um, go check out thedorkydiva.com. Yeah. She likes clothes. Yeah, I like and clothes. And that's why this is a subject. I, but I, you know what, I, what sticks out to me in this episode? Uh, dominant jeans. Okay. Let's talk about that because that's my next topic of choice. <laughs> Yeah, you've got a clone, mm-hmm. and you've got a Twi'lek, mm-hmm. and their kids both have headtails, mm-hmm. so headtails is a dominant gene, mm-hmm. but they're also like, they're Twi'lek with like splattering of the clone skin tone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very interesting. Let's talk about this in terms of Star Wars Rebels, shall we? <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, oh, so, oh, oh. Spoilers. If not, you have not. I did not, not see this coming. Oh. Brian, wow. this is going you're down. Ri- you're right. All right, let's <gasps> talk about something. Uh-oh. So if you haven't seen the end of Rebels, please mute this for like the next five minutes or something. Um, because this is a pretty big spoiler and I don't want to ruin Rebels for you. But here we go. You've had your warning. Kanan and Hera have a kid. They have a baby they do. named Jason. And mm. we see this kid in the end of Rebels in the epilogue. And he's, yep. you know, toddler age probably. And um, he looks like a freaking leprechaun. <laughs> he looks like a gnome from World of Warcraft. He's orange with bright green hair, zero head tails. I don't know where the heck he got that orange skin from or the green hair, to be honest. Yeah. I would expect him to have green skin and brown hair if he's going to even have hair. Why are there no head tails? Wow. What I the heck is going on? Just now. Are you kidding You're me? Right. You've never realized that? That's why I hate his character. I'm, I hate the what? fact that he looks like that. I love that they have a child. Hate that he looks like that. And I can't even enjoy the fact that they have a baby together. Wow. I didn't. I honestly did not think <laughs> of that at all. Strong feelings here. Before now. I don't like that he looked like a gnome from World of Warcraft. I was like, what? What's going on here? Mm. So he has green hair and green eyes because Hera's a green, Hera, Hera is a green Twi'lek. So that doesn't really make a lot of sense, but I never thought about in the context of Cut's kids. Yep. Weird. Yep. I think I went on a little rant about that when I saw the epilogue. I may have tweeted about it or maybe just texted it to a few people, but I was just like, huh. Not happy. Yeah, that is kind of a kind of a weird phone in character design mm-hmm. for the son of a Twi'lek and a and a human. Mm-hmm. Weird. May no. Hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I This is the first time I've thought about this, and this is nuts. Yep. Yeah, why are there no headtails? Because both of Cuz Kids have headtails. Exactly. I mean, that doesn't mean that every hybrid would have headtails, but what of that kid is Twi'lek? Well, I think if uh, Jason had mm. been like an infant when they showed him, I would have thought, okay, maybe the headtails grow as they get bigger. You know, maybe they aren't born with headtails. Maybe they develop headtails. But he's at least a few years old and cuts youngest child isn't much older than probably what jason is um so uh, that theory is kind of ruled out that's so weird yeah 
It bothers me a huh. lot, and I hate that something so stupid and petty irritates me. But I think <laughs> I think it only bothers me because, um, you know, like the story group and Pablo and all the people that work on the story of Star Wars and the continuity, they're usually so careful with uh, details like that. And I feel like, not that this was a missed detail, but it's just a detail that makes zero sense. I'm, I agree I'm sure with some one of them would have brought it up and they discussed it, but why? I don't know. I just don't understand why they designed that character to look like that when it doesn't match what we've hmm. seen. Yeah, that is weird. I don't like that either. Yeah. Like, I didn't like his design before, but wow. You're right, for continuity's sake as, as well. Like, they make such a big deal out of continuity, mm-hmm. uh, especially in this new era, you know, with Rebels being in it. Mm-hmm. That is very strange because, yeah, what about Jason is Twi'lek? Yeah. He could be just another human with green hair and green eyes. Is Whereas Kanan Cuts really his clearly... father? Yeah, okay. that's true. Oh, oh. No, what if they found him? What if they found him? <laughs> what if she just adopted him? Oh. And was like, he kind of reminds me of Kanan. And that's what they get. Who knows? Who knows? But know. that's yeah. She has but a then real again, good body after having a baby. Yeah, she does. <laughs> it's Flight suits, man. They They allow a lot. Uh, what's hmm? So you're right. Well, okay. So if we think about Cut's kids, outside of well, no skin tone. Yeah, that could be. It. I was like, what about Cut's kids are clone, but it's the it's the skin tone because mm-hmm. the rest of it, like they're obviously twi like children, mm-hmm. but then they have the different coloration, and that's what is like. Okay, yeah, there's some clone in there. Yeah. Whereas Jason, there's for what we can see, there's no, there's nothing twi like right about him. I really mm. like how Cut's kids look. They're very good. Me too. Blend. They're just They're so cool. cute too. They're so cute. They are. And I don't want to hate on this episode. Like, I don't mind this episode. I love the episode. It's just that one thing. It's just like, it doesn't make sense to me with the way she's dressed. And I'm not trying to blow yeah. this out of proportion and be like, oh my God, that one thing ruined this episode. It does not. It does not ruin this episode for me. I love it. But I was thinking Same. about this the other day, and I've never even been bothered by her outfit until I watched it again last night. And I was like, come on, man. Really? What is this? <laughs> this, this is what we are. Well, you know, that's, a, that's what she wears lounging around the house. And that's fine. Well, you know what? If you want to wear that in your own home, go for it. Like, that's. Yeah. That's. And when totally you get company, fine. they're in your house. You know, mm. you don't have to dress up for company. Mm, you cover up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I just know here's this is this is where I'm coming from. And mm-hmm. not everyone's going to feel this way. And that's totally fine. I'm coming from a place of knowing that if I was dressed like that and people came over, I would immediately mm-hmm. change. I would not have people in my house while I'm dressed like that. It would just make me sure. super uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. Sure. Um, but that That's just me. And not everybody is going to feel like that. And that's totally fine. But that's just why it, it bothers me. It's just a personal thing. Yeah, I totally understand yeah. that. And you're more than justified to have that opinion. Yeah. But you also wouldn't invite strangers into your house. So. Exactly. <laughs> My dog would kill them first. <laughs> exactly. And I didn't see any dogs at that house uh, no. of the Laquains. No. <laughs> I do, you know, another thing I really enjoy about this episode, something I've talked about way too many times already, what? is anything outside of the movies, I want them to address things that we've heard of in the movies but haven't seen. Mm-hmm. And Saluka Mai yeah. is, you know, is mentioned in episode three mm-hmm. uh, when Obi-Wan talks about the siege of Saluka Mai. Um, pretty cool. Yeah. So now, so now we know what Saluka Mai looks like. Yeah, pretty cool. I like that. Pretty cool. Good episode. It's a it's good a very episode. very good story. It is. Um, but let's move on. Let's 
move on. And this episode is, the next one is called Lightsaber Lost. Yes. And this is, how do you feel about this episode? Let's just start it off with that. I love this episode. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Because, if I'm remembering correctly, is this the one with Sanube? Yes. Okay, I really, really like Sanube. He has the worst hair in all of Star Wars. Um, So that notwithstanding. Wait, can um, we pause for like two seconds? Yes. I always thought Sanube was a woman. (laughs) You know what? Same. I just looked it up. It's, uh, he's a guy, but for some reason I thought Sanube. Oh, you mean until just now? Yeah. What? Like with his voice? Yeah. You thought that was, you thought that was just an old woman? (laughs) Kind of. Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> is that bad all right i mean he would he wouldn't take it okay i'm gonna because he's i think bad. i'm i think i can explain this um is it the hair this is it's bad this hair. is gonna be a really dumb explanation but i think it might explain this so at celebration oh six in 2012 um oh my god i took a photo for like the rebel legion members that were there and wanted to be photographed i think it was just the jedi characters actually um, and there was a person dressed up as Tara Sanube, and their costume was amazing. Um, but it was it was an older woman dressed up as him. Okay. And maybe I'm associating that person with uh, the character. Maybe just because that person was a girl, and I thought she was just so nice that it kind of stuck in my head, you know? Possible. Um, and his name is Tara, so that could also be it. That is That is crazy. That you thought Sanube up until this moment. I thought you meant like, oh, at first I thought, but no, up until right now, this is breaking Dorky Diva news. <laughs> that you just realized Sanube's a man. Yeah. I mean, okay. I'm all right yeah. with it. <laughs> I like Sanube a lot because he's super, super old and he's like, you know, it's okay. We'll get there eventually. Like he's teaching Ahsoka uh, uh, patience, which is important. Um, uh, like I said, he has the worst hair ever. Oh, it looks like an old lady it. wig. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> Not good. It's a, and especially the way it's like cut in the back. It's like you know any like fifty year old woman. Yeah. That's like I need to speak to your manager. <laughs> like they they have a sanube, and uh, so I like that. I like that he's trying to teach her patience. Um, but I also really like that this was the first time we ever saw in canon a white lightsaber. Because he has a white lightsaber in his cane. Yeah. Because the first time I saw it, I was like, what was that? And I actually went back and watched it again. I was like, that's that's a white lightsaber blade. Yeah. You know, and it's it's in his cane, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he doesn't use it all the time. So we'll get there eventually riding the speeder really slow. I really like him. He's, man, I wish it was a little old lady. Now I'm sad. (laughs) 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 I think she's so, well, I can't say she. I think he's so precious. That's right. That is so funny. Until just now you thought it was a woman. You know, With maybe that I just really too? wanted her to be my grandma. That could be it. That could be it. And it's like weird. It's got a tail and it's clearly a dinosaur person. He has a very deep like voice, but you know, I don't know. It just didn't register with me. Yeah. I know I sound like an yeah. idiot right now. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you do. No, you know what's even, you know, what? you know who else uh, sounds like an idiot? Me, if Wikipedia is correct. Because I just looked it up. And it says he has a blue lightsaber, but I am fairly certain it was white. Hmm. Like 99.9% sure. Let's see. I'm going to Google it. 
Yes, Google it. Let's do this. It would be amazing if you are correct because... I'm pretty sure it's white because you know I watched some it several times. Some photos show it white and some photos show it uh, blue. Ha! Huh. I'm going to go with the white ones because that makes me correct. No, it's definitely white. It's definitely, yes. definitely See? white. Yeah. That's what I thought. But th- I, that's Take that. so neat because um, uh, since Ahsoka ends up with white lightsabers, it's just you know kind of a cool connection. Yeah, and this was the first time we ever saw them. So that was like a really big deal. Um for me when i watched it yeah yeah it's just cool that's uh that's weird that uh wikipedia says it's blue and some of the photos online show it blue but most of them like screen caps from the actual show are um are white yes yes Hang on. here's another thing i'm searching into this now sorry see there's a wikipedia one it's Terra sanube saber cane and it is clearly white there is a page here called Star Wars Canon Extended Wiki, and they're uh, showing it with a blue lightsaber, but that doesn't even look like it's from the Clone Wars. It's like... I see one here. It says it's a light blue. Hmm. No, that's Legends. That's the Legends of Terra Sanube Saber Cane. Hmm. It's so light blue that it's white. Hmm. What? Interesting. You know what? It's white. It is white. It says it is uh, white. It says light blue, but you can get out of here with that mess. Yeah, it's white. It is white. Um, it's definitely white. There's a picture here of the temple, uh, temple guards, and Sanube is training the younglings and whatnot. Yeah. And he has a clear. There are blue lightsabers around him, and his is white. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to hear nothing to the contrary. But I like this episode. I like it too. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, it's a nice little break between some of the arcs. Um. Agreed. Teaches important lessons as well. Yeah, don't lose your lightsaber. <laughs> exactly. Don't use your lightsaber and patience. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got a cool. Uh, uh, there's a character in this. He's in. Um, he's a Quarren. You know, like squid heads, and he's got like a burned face with a robot eye. Oh, he's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Ahsoka was like asking him if they saw which way the lightsaber thief went. I don't like Quarrens. I'm not a fan of them either, but this one looks cool because you just see like a burn mark halfway across his head and then a droid eye. And I was like, that's cool. You can see where the injury is and that he lost an eye. Mm -hmm. But I don't like corns either. Okay. Let's go to the next one because I'm excited. (laughs) All right. Let's do it. So do it, do it. The next series of episodes are an arc. We have the Mandalore plot, Voyage of Temptation, and Duchess of Mandalore. And I think... I think Senate Murders is separate, right? Senate Murders is not... Let me make sure that one's not a part of this arc. It's not. Oh, okay. Senate Murders is the one with Uncle Anna. That's right. Okay. Mm. Guys, it's going to get real exciting up here. So, the Mandalore plot. Let's do it. Oh, boy. Um, so, if you didn't know this uh, before, uh, Duchess Satine and Pre Vizsla are probably two of my favorite characters to be um, introduced in the Clone Wars. Love them. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time Great. we see them. And I feel like we're going to have a lot to say about Satine because of her history with Obi-Wan. And guys, I want a movie on that. I want a series on their history. It better be in that Collider Grey book. I know. Do you want to explain that in case people don't know? The Collider Grey book? Yeah, and like like what her history with Obi-Wan is and why you're hoping it should be. Oh, so um, uh, allegedly... We don't haven't had anything. So um, Satine was on the run for I think it was a, it was a year or two years, one of the two. It was a it was a bit of time, 
and Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan were tasked with keeping her safe. Mm -hmm. So they were on the run for like a while, and that's how Obi-Wan and Satine like first met. That's how they got to know each other, and that's their their meeting and why they have this relationship because they were with each other for a long mm -hmm. time on the run, which is pretty cool, and I want the story. I know. They're so, so lovely together. I love in this episode because they uh, they obviously have a history and they have a little bit of banter back and forth, and she's pretty sassy with him. Like, she she's is. not going to put up with his garbage, and uh, he's sassy right back with her, and I like it. Um, but basically, Obi-Wan arrives on Mandalore. This is the very first time we see the planet of Mandalore in Star Wars, which is really cool. That's right. The, I love the animation of these episodes because... The look of the planet of Mandalore is all based around the look of Boba Fett's armor. And, you know. Really? Yeah. I I remember mm. um, hearing the, like, featurettes for these episodes. And I think it was Joel uh -huh. Aaron saying that all of the shapes are inspired by uh, Boba's armor. So the little diamond piece in the, in the middle of his chest plate... Um, you'll see that diamond all over the place. And even the lines in the hair of the Mandalorians, like uh, Prime Minister Almec, he has a beard, he has hair, and there are like lines in his hair that make very geometric shapes similar to Mandalorian armor. It's amazing. Um, oh. Everything on this planet is symbolic of Boba Fett's armor, which obviously Mandalore came first, but in the you know release of Star Wars... Uh, we meet Boba Fett before we ever see the planet of Mandalore. So that's where the inspiration came from. But um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And even the wings of the ships that the different uh, Death Watch characters use, those wings almost look like upside down chest plate panels from the Mandalorian armor. What? It's insane. If you watch it again, look in the background. Like, don't ever look at <laughs> Satine or Obi-Wan. Always look in the background and you will be blown away at how much... Just... It's just so amazing. It's Weird. so inspired. And there's a lot of depth to their planet. So there's a lot of different physical layers. And there's a mm -hmm. one point, I believe it's in the first episode of the arc, um, a guy, like, jumps off a balcony and commits suicide and he lands yep. on a glass floor and you can see actually through the glass there are people standing underneath him on a different platform so it's just really cool guys this the design of this planet has so much detail that if you watch it one time through and focus on the story and focus on the main characters and get that out of the way watch it again and if you only focus on the background and the look of the planet you will just be like mind-boggled it's it's incredible that's cool yeah i didn't know any of that i know that i don't like the cube trees yeah they're kind of weird i don't like it um but yeah that's just but all that stuff's really, really cool. weird subtle uh note but this episode is really cool because it introduces pre and at first he is shown as um the um sorry i'm like losing my brain he's sh he's shown as the governor so he's not shown as like you know previously we know wearing the armor he's shown as a governor wearing like very formal clothes um we have no yep. idea really who who this guy is um obi-wan and satine are supposed to have dinner with previsla and obi-wan's like dude i gotta go do some exploring i gotta find out what they're mining here something's fishy so satine keeps him 
keeps uh, Vizsla occupied during their dinner. Obi-Wan's out exploring, and he ends up getting captured by the Death Watch, which is a group of Mandalorians. And Mm -hmm. I love their design. They are very similar to Jango Fett's look, so they have a lot of blues and grays on their armor. Yep. And Satine comes to help him. She has to, like, escape her dinner and goes to help Obi-Wan. And then, obviously, they encounter Pre Vizsla. <laughs> Hello. Spoilers. Yeah, and he has the Darksaber. This is the first time we see the Darksaber. And we learn about that history. And then, you know, later on in Rebels, we see it again. And it just tells a really good story. But uh, this is the beginning of just so much heartbreak in this show with these characters um i don't want to spoil stuff yet until we get to those parts uh in our discussion but it's god it's so hard to even talk about without even spoiling it but i know their banter is great when she goes to save yeah like that's that's real love right there oh man i you (laughs) you gotta you gotta pick on him as you're saving him yeah that's good stuff. I love it. And, like, she saves him first, and then he saves her, and then they're bickering about which one was more important. And yep. I just love it. I I think she is the best new female character in this show. And there's a lot of new female characters in this show. Um, oh, yeah. Ahsoka really stands out to me once, once Rebels happens. Um, but right. Satine... I wish we could have gotten even more episodes with her. Like, we got a lot of Satine content, but I want even more. Um, Agreed. She's just great. She's great. She is. She plays a dangerous game, though, with pacifism uh, in a place like Mandalore, you know, who has this massive history of being the baddest warriors in the world. I mean, the Mandalorians in the old EU, like, there's a thing called the Mandalorian Wars, which is a big deal because it was essentially... You know, Mandalorians in the old EU were all about, like, glory and honor and, like, their goal was... They were almost like Spartans in space, you know what I mean? Like, if they died and it was a good death, that's what they want, you know? And they started invading planets nearby just because they could. They're like, I'm pretty sure we're the strongest around here. Let's test it. So they just start taking over planets. And it took the Jedi to stop them. Like, nobody could stand against them. They would just come, like, get ships and just fly into other planets and just take over. Just kill everyone just to see if they could. Um, So to have that rich Mandalorian history and then to see it in Clone Wars and they're pacifists. And they're all like, oh, no, we're not about that anymore. We're very impartial, you know. And the the regalness of of Satine. Uh, I love Pre Vizsla for that reason. You know, it's like Pre Vizsla was... I feel like a lot of the audience was like, Mandalore is not this pacifist planet. Like, we're the greatest warriors of all time. Like, we are dangerous, and you're making us out to be not that. And the, to make that into a a thread in Clone Wars, I think, was really, really cool. Um, and it took a lot. I mean, Satine never budged, you know, which is which is which says a lot about her character. And I love Satine. I think she's super regal, like, should be Queen Satine, you know. I think she's awesome. And this arc is awesome. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's cool. I also think it's cool that like you have Death Watch, you know what I mean? And uh, that they're kind of doing this thing in secret. And it's like, you know, if she's not going to uh, give in to the true Mandalorian spirit, we are. And kind of like staging a coup. I thought that was a really cool uh, way to go about it as well. Um, pretty neat. Pretty neat. 
and then uh, Voyage of Temptation after that. Um, you know, there's assassination attempts, which makes sense. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> given <laughs> given the, the, the budding of the heads here, you know, it's it's only a matter of time. I mean, when, when you have unrest um, and then you have one side being like, no, this isn't how we're going to do things. And by standing in the middle and being a pacifist, you're actually making things worse. And then it just makes sense. It's just a coup. You know, the whole thing is just trying to take Satine out of power. And uh, it, it works. There are <laughs> for traitors for amongst the ranks. There are, um, which is not good. Not good at all. This uh, th- this whole uh, this whole arc is pretty neat, um, and how deep it gets. You know, all the layers. Like even in Duchess of Mandalore, where we talk about uh, you know, Death Watch happens, and they're seen as this like terrorist organization, and then they blame Satine for it. You know, which is politically speaking genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, if, you're blame like, them. blame her for all the problems just for being a pacifist, and then also have this terrorist group show up and then blame her for that mm-hmm. too um pretty intense yeah. pretty intense stuff i just i love this arc there, there's a lot of depth to this arc but what this adds to stuff later on in the clone wars just oh, makes yeah. it so much more important um but one of my favorite things is how anakin picks up on the flirtiness between satine and obi-wan and oh yes. I'm sure Anakin feels guilt and and everything for being married to Padme and having to hide their relationship and then he discovers that Obi-Wan may have had a little fling or he's definitely got feelings for this person. He's just like, "Huh. Hey. Uh, what's up with this?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got to go save your girlfriend real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Which Anakin's got to love that. Oh, yeah. You I'm know? sure he's just like <laughs> reveling in it. Yeah. <laughs> Getting his jabs in while he can. Yep. Yeah, Take it's good stuff. Take advantage of it while you can. And I just love how, like, strong women are the best women, I've always yes. said. And Satine is very much uh, a strong woman. And I think she's amazing. I, love, I love her because she knows where she stands and she doesn't waver. Yeah, like, exactly. She is who she is. She's not turning down for anybody. Yeah. And even when the decisions are really hard, she's like, no, I know true north, you know? Right. Pretty I think. Cool. I think that's one of the most important things for me when I look for, not even look for, but I, I identify with characters and I, I like characters who know what they believe and they stand by it and they don't waver and they don't follow the crowd and they don't care what everyone else thinks. Like, yes, they're just, me you too. Know. I love <laughs> characters that embody those ideals. Are we maybe talking about some shade here? <laughs> I mean, we might be talking about how that Kylo also. Uh, oh wow, I wasn't going there. <laughs> oh, she said it, not me. <laughs> I was gonna say Qui Gon fits all of those things. I haven't mentioned Qui Gon this episode yet. No, yes, I have. We're up to two guys. <laughs> that's the that's the dorky diva show tally that you can do. Is like how many times is Brian going to bring up Qui Gon? We're at two. We're at two so far. That's so. not enough. No, it's not. Stand by. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was referencing Kylo Ren, who can't pick a side. I mean, he I think he picked a side in Episode 8. Pretty mm. definitely. Yep. We'll see. Supreme Leader. <laughs> we'll see. Pick a lane. Um, but yeah, I like it when people have picked their lane and stay in their lane. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That is fair. I, also, it's interesting with, you know, using Satine as an example. 
Um, just because you pick a side and stick to it doesn't mean you're not a fully fleshed out, complicated character. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I agree. Because I know and a you lo- can... I know people enjoy. A lot of people like that about Kylo Ren that he is this complicated. You know, can't choose whatever. But mm-hmm. even if he did pick one side, it wouldn't make him any less interesting, in my opinion. Like, I think he's going to be a great Supreme Leader. I think I need to rephrase what I said, too, because I obviously enjoy it when characters have a story arc that leads them through different experiences and gives them full perspective on where they should stand with mm-hmm. their moral beliefs. So I'm I'm not saying I'm against that. I'm not against someone kind of weighing out the reality of situations and sure. then picking a side note. I'm good with that. I think I have an issue with characters that follow different ideals blindly, that just follow the popular opinion because everyone else is doing that. Like, I'm not about that. So that's what what I'm saying. Yeah, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Characters, depth, stuff. It's cool. And then, uh, moving on? Yeah, we have Senate Murders next. We do have Senate Murders, which uh, complicated things for me uh, in the future because... This was another example of uh, the episodes not taking place chronologically. Yes. Because in this episode, uh, Uncle Anno, Anaconda Far, uh, gets killed. Yep. And <laughs> you see him later on alive in yep. other episodes. And I was like, what is going on? Yeah. I'm confused. Um, yeah, and we get vampire aliens in this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is the one with the whatever they're called. That guy looks so creepy. He does. Um, did a good job. You know who we also get in this episode is like one of the most annoying police officers ever. <laughs> oh, man. He, I'm pretty sure he's voiced by SpongeBob. Oh, really? I'm fairly certain that's Tom Kenny. Yeah, and he's just like, nobody knows what's going on in this place here, but I oh do. My Got my rabbit droid here. <laughs> I think he is uh, right up there with Zero. Really? As one of the most annoying characters in the Clone Wars. That's funny. If not all of Star Wars. When I was still doing a ton of cosplay and stuff, I almost made his costume. Are you kidding me? You we know would funny? never have been friends. Dude, you know how funny that would have been if I was running around like writing citations on everyone? We Go- would never have been friends, Brian. I think we definitely would have been friends. No. 100%. <laughs> if I was zero, you would have been like, that's my new best friend. Nope. <laughs> and, then if, and then if I followed that up with this guy, you'd be like, wow, how can one person know me so well? And I'd be like... Yeah, hey, never. best never. friend. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, would be talking about you behind your back across the convention floor, like, oh uh, my god, look at that. Join weirdo. the club. <laughs> 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 they have jackets. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So that guy, he's a he's a thing. He uh, yeah. <laughs> he thinks everyone's dumb, which is an interesting thing. He's like, oh nobody knows what's going on here, but me. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Yeah, Good Uncle stuff. Anno gets poisoned and he dies. Yep. And uh, Padme is trying to do him justice and find out what happened and also get his bill passed that's, that he was, like, presenting. And it turns out that another Rodian, Lolo, oh, killed Lolo. him. Remember Lolo? Lolo, Lolo, go lost it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a stutter that turned into a word. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> That's not intentional. <laughs> yep, she did. And we got a really weird kind of gross Camino in as well. Mm-hmm. That like purple woman. It's like, Ugh. I don't like her. She's she creepy. She's just like. It's very creepy. 
trying to think of some someone to, like the Trunchbull and Matilda. Like, uh, yeah. Bleh. Like, just makes so me want to go. Bleh. What's weird about her is like Kaminoans, you know, so far that we've seen, like with Tanwi and Lama Su, like mm-hmm. their heads stand straight up. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and they're kinda, very regal. They're yeah. very regal. And she's like, she's had better days. Bent over. <laughs> it's like, it's like killer whales. You know, <laughs> like they start with very straight dorsal fins, and then over time they just start like getting cooked by the sun, so they start yeah. curving. She's a Kaminoan who's been in the sun for too long. Yeah, she has some wrinkles. Uh, She's all hunched looking so over, hot. looking weird. I wonder if that was the thought behind it, because they're like water people. Oh, that's oh. really interesting, huh? Hmm. Yeah. We're having a whole lot of thoughts in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's neat. Yeah. Yeah, so she happens, and I don't like her. And I Anna's assistant is the one that did it. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. This, that's a pretty intense episode when you start tallying it up. You it got a de- you got a detective that's a detective. You got <laughs> vampire alien people, you got a weird Kaminoan, and then you got mm-hmm. a shifty Rodian that kills Uncle Anno. That's well, a lot it's crazy because she played her uh pity for his loss so well. Like she yeah. was crying when he was poisoned and died and she man, she's a good actress. What a horrible uh, person. And then she pulls a gun on Padme and was like, Yo, I did it. That's right. Um And I would have done it to you too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a, it's an intense episode to fit in like 23 minutes. It's a lot going yeah. on. Yeah. There's a lot that goes on with the dead the, wow. With the, the dead, dead end. end. With uh <laughs> with the different Senate uh senators in this season. Like there's just a lot, a lot going on with them. They're now going to be called the Dennett Collective. <laughs> I don't know why. So I think I was <laughs> saying different and Senate together. <laughs> sure. I like it. Um, I st- I stuttered on Lolo, so this is yeah. this is this lo, is lo, 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 loco. Loco, yeah. That's <laughs> welcome to the Darky Diva Show. <laughs> we can't talk. Um, no, okay, can't. so the next episode is another one of my favorites in the really? season. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every chance he gets. <laughs> yeah. So the next episode is called Cat and Mouse, and this episode introduces a guy named Admiral Trench. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And he's basically a big tarantula in Star Wars. (laughs) You have to do it after every line. That's what he does. (laughs) I think I would. I think, you know, I don't think that's going to work out. Um, But this episode is really cool because it introduces a new type of ship. And it's a stealth ship for uh, the Republic. And Anakin... And Admiral Yularen end up testing out this ship and its cloaking device, and they get mixed up with Admiral Trench, and it's just really intense. Um, and the point is that uh, Bail Organa is on, I believe, Christophsis, and they're bombing the heck out of him. And he's like, guys, we need help. We need more supplies. Like, we're just not going to make it over here. And Anakin has to deliver supplies to him without engaging with Admiral Trench. But guess what? Anakin <laughs> uh, and even one of the clones is like um I thought we were just delivering supplies and one of them was like uh you'll learn if you're under the command of General Skywalker you're always <laughs> yeah exactly and what happens are rarely the same thing yeah totally yep. different spectrums mm-hmm. <laughs> um but Admiral Trench spoiler alert ends up kind of playing another part later on in the Clone Wars whoa so, um <laughs> I just think he's so interesting. I love the different villains that pop up. Like uh, later on, I think it's in season three, there's um, 
Oh, crap. I can't remember his name now. Um, Shame. Oh, my gosh. He's in the episode with, like, Obi-Wan and the ARC Troopers and Tarkin. Um, Evan P.L.? No, 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 no. That's the Jedi. I'm talking about the um the bad guy in that episode. Um, what is his name? I'm spacing it. What does he look hey, like? Hang on. Oh, 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 oh. O.C. Sobek. O.C. Sobek. It just came to me. Oh, Do you remember him? yeah, yeah. I yeah, love yeah. him. And so I think he and Trent are just like these weirdo bad guys in the Clone Wars, and I totally dig it. Um, just like I did with Doctor Nouveau Bindi. Weirdo, <laughs> love it. Um, <laughs> so. So yeah, Trench's flagship is destroyed and Obi-Wan and Cody launch a new attack. But, you know, at the end of the day, basically Anakin is like the winner. He saved the day. Yep, that he is true. It's, uh, a we- it's a weird, like, if I remember correctly, that's the one that's shaped kind of like an arrow. Yeah, it's very long and pointy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very interesting. I like the the I like. I mean, it's called cat and mouse for a reason. I like the cat and mouse kind of game between Anakin and mm-hmm. Trench. Like, where is this coming from? Yep. You know, pretty cool. He's like, I don't see anything. He's like, wait a second, he's got a cloaking device. <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. Um, yeah. I like it. You want to move on to the next episode? There's more we could say about that one, but we we still got a lot to talk about. Let's do it. The next one is one of my favorite episodes. Me too, guys. I love this episode. It's like so cute in a weird way. Great. (laughs) It's it's Seven Samurai. It is, but it kind of reminds me of Mulan. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Because I got to Disney-fy it, obviously. Of course. Um, (laughs) The next episode is called Bounty Hunters, Mm -hmm. and it involves Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka, and they they crash land on Felucia, which is the planet that we see in episode three where Ayla Sakura gets shot. Um, I love the beginning of this episode because they're crash landing, and Ahsoka's like... "Ah, why is it that whenever you're piloting, we crash? And Anakin's like, it's not my fault, it's the ship. And they end up having to use these like little escape pod things to get out of their ship uh, before it crashes. And they're like these big bouncy balls that they have to sit inside of. Yep. And they're like bouncing around on the planet and then the ball opens up and they can get out and walk around. But it's just so it's entertaining to me. I love it. <laughs> it's just. It's so good. Yeah, and I love uh, Ahsoka's attitude in this episode. She's not very, uh, I wouldn't say she's snippy. I think she's just kind of done with Anakin's garbage, and she's just <laughs> like, guys, what the heck? <laughs> yep. Why does this always happen? Yep. Um, yeah, and it. she sees, like, when they land, there's, like, some smoke coming up in the air, and she's like, look, there's smoke. That must mean there's people, which means there's a way to get off this planet, basically saying we shouldn't even be here because you messed up. I mean, she's Um, not wrong. (laughs) Yeah. But they end up, like, stumbling upon this village of spice farmers, and the little spice farmers, I don't really know the name of their species, but they... Oh, they're just Felucians? Yep. Oh, okay. (laughs) As you would expect. I would have thought they were, like, a different... Okay, anyways. Nope, they're from there. (laughs) Either way, they're precious. They're, like, teeny little dinosaur guys, and they're, like, they talk like this, and they're just, like, we don't want to fight because we're just farmers, and... (laughs) It's true. That one annoys me, though. Oh. The one that's, like, we don't have any tools to even fight. We need to just give up. It's, like, go take a seat, man. Sit in the back and think about what you just said. I think they're all precious. If you're going to join, if you're not going to join, get out of the way. Yeah, but 
but they're basically uh hondo and his band of pirates are taking the farmers crops and selling them for money and the farmers aren't big and strong enough to fight back so they hire a group of bounty hunters Mm -hmm. uh to to help them out and fight off the pirates and the bounty hunters include some of the uh awesome new characters sugi Mm -hmm. embo rumi how do you say their last name paramita rumi parent i think paramita but we know my history with pronunciation yeah and (laughs) serapis um Mm. and my two favorite from this group are embo and sugi i love them dude i love Um, embo oh my gosh embo's so cool and dave filoni voices him he does and he's got a Um, wolf companion go figure yeah he has a uh um i think his wolf thingy's name is Marak. yep Marak. yep and anyways uh they're they're just they're not really your typical bounty hunters because they i feel like they do care about helping these people but it's also their job they're getting paid to do this but yes um when anakin shows up he's like guys come on you can fight for yourselves. We'll teach you. And it's so funny because he's like standing in front of this group of Felucians and he goes, okay, guys, form up. And he's going to teach him, you know, how to fight. Mm-hmm. And they're like standing there. They have no idea what the word form up means. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> um, divide into rows of five, three rows of five. And they're just like, uh. and he's like, we're just farmers. <laughs> yeah. That's always his excuse. It's so adorable. We can't count. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, they end up they end up fighting Hondo and knock him off a cliff. And I think Sugi ends up helping the Jedi get off the planet. But um it's, it's cool. It's a very entertaining episode. I think it's kid friendly, but it's also not too kitty. Um Agreed. and I love them. Me too. Cool characters, cool story. Seven Samurai is awesome. Um and Enbo is one of my favorite characters from the Clone Wars. He's just mm-hmm. so cool all the time. Yeah. And then later when he's like surfing on his hat, it's so cool. Oh, and yeah. The, and the fact that it's Dave Filoni is even cooler. And he's yeah. got a wolf companion, which is even cooler. Uh, but He's just cool uh, all the time. Agreed. And his voice sounds really awesome. And he like only speaks an alien, which is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Sugi is really important because her niece is Jazz Amari from the Aftermath series which is pretty cool. I don't know who that is. Oh, dude. So Jazamari is this bounty hunter. She's one of the main characters in the Aftermath trilogy. Mm-hmm. She's like this badass, like, Zabrak. Like, at one point, she, like, breaks off one of her horns by smashing her head against the wall what to, like, get herself. Heck? She's got to get Psycho? herself out of some binds. She's, oh like, locked gosh. up. So she uses her horn to, like, get rid of the handcuffs she's on. It's so cool and Ooh, hardcore. Lord. Yeah, Jazz is That hardcore. is hardcore and a little weird. Yeah, and they mentioned that, like, oh, her aunt is Sugi. So oh, like, interesting. Oh, that's cool. So she comes from a line of bounty hunters. I really but like Sugi. Sugi's cool. Sugi's cool. This episode is cool. Um, it's a, This goes back to, you know, you never know with Hondo. Is he the good yeah. guy? Is he the bad guy? Uh, mm-hmm. Who knows? He's who just in it for knows? the money. <laughs> He's in it for the money. <laughs> Who's going to pay him the most? Exactly. Exactly. So this episode is good. I really like this one. Yeah, I, I really like this season because there's quite a few really strong arcs. And then the standalone episodes that have nothing to do with an arc are also very strong. And I feel like in some of the later seasons, there's really strong arcs. And then there's some episodes that kind of feel like filler. And to me, I don't really feel that with, with this season. Even like, you know, the the Senate murder episode and this and Cat and Mouse. They're very strong episodes by themselves. Yep. Um. It's just overall a lot of good stories going on in season two. 
I agree. Um, let's get into the next arc. Yeah, let's get sad. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> that needs let's to be our new tagline. Yeah. The let's, get show. let's get sad. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to be that show. Well, we're about to be, so <laughs> buckle in. Why don't in. you lead our sad fest then? Oh, that's fitting. I don't uh, want to be that person. Well, you know what? All right. I'll I'll be the one to carry the negativity of this show because that's okay. who I am. The next episode is the Zillow Beast, aka Star Wars Godzilla. Yep, a hundred percent. And Dave yes. Filoni is a huge Godzilla fan. Huge, and it shows. Um, and this one, uh, so the Republic has like a super weapon, and they've been using it, and uh, it wakes up this prehistoric, made of rectangles. Uh, creature called the Zillow Beast. Mm -hmm. And then we have this uh, great episode, which is cool. So what's cool about this as well is, you know, it's on Malastare. Correct me if I'm pretty sure. And uh, going off of memory. And you get a bunch of dugs, which is neat. And you get to see them fight, which is neat. Yeah. You know, they're like fighting droids using like electro stabs with their feet, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then you also get this like, you know, moral uh, dilemma here. Because... When you awake this thing, what do you do? You know? <laughs> and uh, yeah. lightsabers <laughs> aren't working against it. Nothing's working against it. It's like, what you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Um, so what do, what do you think about this episode? Um, the first one, I don't mind. I don't hate mm-hmm. it. But I also, you know, it, it's it's the beginning of a very interesting story. I think the second episode is a lot stronger. For sure. Um, I, I like it when the Zillow Beast is like on the loose rather than them trying to figure out at first what's going on on the planet and everything. Uh-huh. Um, I like it, though. I, I really like the design of the Zillow Beast, and I like knowing that there's these massive crazy monsters out in the universe that haven't been discovered before and, you know, they don't know how to deal with. Right. Um, I do like that. I like in the second episode when we realize kind of how this could benefit a certain someone in the galaxy that is puppeteering everything. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm like not a huge Godzilla fan. It's just, I think, sure. I think that's for a different generation or maybe it's just not my thing. Sure. Um, but I, I do like the monster centric story and um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have any bad feelings towards this episode. Sure. What about you? Uh, do you, do you I, I like the episode a lot. Uh, I'm not crazy about his design. I'm not going to lie. Oh, really? Yeah. He's just a bunch of squares. Like, and it, he's got like the two weird arms coming out his back, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of neat. I like that he's weird. I remember there's this like, there's this piece of Zillow Beast like concept art where you see like Anakin running up its arm. Yeah. And, and it was way more like, Menacing. I don't know. Yeah, way more menacing, and just like the way that the panels kind of went on its arm mm-hmm. looks way more natural and stuff, which I understand mm-hmm. is a, a byproduct of the particular medium, you mm-hmm. know, like the the animation style. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just wish it. I wish his design was more fluid, because mm-hmm. he just looks like uh like if you took a bunch of like paper and made a bunch of squares <laughs> and then glued it together. He looks like, like he's made of paper. Yeah, he looks like a pinata. <laughs> <laughs> he's exactly I love the Zillow pinata now yes he looks like a pinata and I really like the Zillow Beast. I really like these episodes but that's the one thing that I'm like eh, I don't know I just wish I want to know what he would look like with the Rebels animation you know what I mean or like oh. a different kind of animation like what would he look like with the Resistance animation 
you know, I like different different mediums as opposed to he does look <laughs> like a pinata. I never thought about that. That is just so now. funny. I've never thought that before. But now think about it. Like Google the Zillow Beast and think pinata. He looks like a pinata. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is I think this is the most revelations <laughs> per episode we've had so far. <laughs> I think this is the most revelations you've had per episode. Easily. Easily. He does look <laughs> like a pinata. <laughs> Oh my god! If somebody made a Zillow Beast pinata, it would just look like the Zillow Beast. I'm gonna make one, dude. Do it. And we're gonna bring it to the Dorky Diva meetup at Celebration. We're gonna put candy inside of it. And we're gonna beat the heck out of it. Oh my god! Can you imagine? That would be the best. It is your birthday at Celebration. I know. We have to have pinata. Okay, who can make pinatas? We're putting out the call now. If anyone can make a pinata, I let's can figure out how to out. make one. I'm sure it's just some cardboard and paper. Yeah, but it's your birthday. You can't make your own pinata. I mean, I can. Nope. Nope. Can't. Listeners, somebody who makes pinatas. <laughs> Let's figure this out for celebration for Savannah's birthday. <laughs> I love it because Melissa tweeted last week, I love it when Brian and Savannah are talking about super deep lore on the Dorky Diva show, and then they just start talking about rabid, uh, or rabbit droids killing yeah. each other. And I'm just like, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> this is where Talking about really important stuff, and now we're just talking about pinatas. Yes. <laughs> we're like... The moral dilemma of what do you do when you awake a creature? It's like, do you attack it? Do you take care of it? What do you do? We're like, make it a pinata. <laughs> oh yeah. my god! That see that this just goes to prove it. We've said it before. We have no idea where this goes. No, I didn't, I didn't even know what we were recording today. Oh my god! <laughs> this is this is a seat of your pants kind of show, and uh, oh. we we need a Zillabee's pinata. Who can? I feel that? like. A- I feel like I've been extra gigg- giggly this episode, <laughs> and now I'm just, like, off the rails. <laughs> and we're not even done yet. So, oh, my God. <laughs> so they get the Zillow Beast, and Palpatine's obviously like, hmm, resistant to lightsabers. That could be useful. Yeah. Uh, let's figure this out. And so they bring him uh, to Coruscant, and uh, it didn't work out that well in Jurassic Park, but it works much better in Clone Wars. Uh, in the sense that, like, once he's in Coruscant, it's actually much cooler. Yeah. Um, I agree. It's a good episode. And, like, they're running up and down him, and it's neat. But doesn't end very well. No. No. Let's bring it down. Let's bring it down, everyone. I don't even want to talk about this. You're going to have to take it away. So the Zillow piece gets taken down. A moment of silence. I said a moment of silence. <laughs> <laughs> we need a moment of remembrance and you just hear you going <laughs> anyway the Zilla Beast uh, gets gets taken down and uh, we we get this moment where Palpatine's like let's keep it let's figure it out and I wonder what happened I think about this a lot like what did Palpatine do with that information is there something that was created that we don't necessarily know because of the Zillow Beast information that he got? Who knows? But that's where we are. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? So that's 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 what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that one scientist was like, we can't do this, as in every monster movie, which is pretty great. I love the scientist. She's the best. So, yeah. yeah. That's this arc. Godzilla yeah. on Coruscant. Um, it's sad. It's really sad because he didn't know any better. You know, I know it's like a sad little. It is. Puppy. It's like King Kong. You know, a it puppy. truly was beauty that killed the beast. Oh. And in this case, beauty was like Anakin or something. Mm. 
so yeah, that's uh that's that's the the Zillow Beast uh, arc. And this is where we are now. But this Palpatine wants them to clone it. Yeah. Did the they end. clone it? That's what I mean. Did they clone it? Did they successfully figure it out? And then that's what that's do a story that needs to be told. That's what I'm that, saying. Like Yes, I agree. Where can this fit in? <laughs> can this yeah. fit in the Cassian show? <laughs> I, can you imagine if Cassian like oh, goes on Angie. Coruscant and uncovers some plot to clone a Zillow beast? <gasps> Full circle. Crazy. That would be amazing. Can you imagine a live action Zillow beast? I want to see a Zillow beast live action. I bet it doesn't yeah. look like a pinata there. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I'm interested. <laughs> I want. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I want to. I want to see it. I want to see it real bad. Uh, so that, yeah, Palpatine says to clone it. Can they clone it? Were they successful? Where did all that go down? Is there a Zillow Beast swimming around Camino? There's a big old know. question mark at the end of this arc. Big old question mark. Um, uh, yeah. But so let's happens. jump into the next one. Let's do it. Um, guys. Guys. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. So the last few episodes of this season are mm-hmm. Death Trap, R2 Come Home, and Lethal Trackdown. Yep. And Death Trap introduces us to the younger clone cadets. Um, yep. And Boba Fett is one of them. And obviously we see younger cadets in um, in Episode Attack two. of the Clones. Wow. Mm-hmm. I almost said the Phantom Menace. I was like, nope, that's not it. Oh, um, saved you. <laughs> in saved Attack of the Clones, yeah. Um, but it's neat that we actually get to see... Boba Fett as a child. We do. And With his perfect disguise. Yeah, perfect his disguise. Face. His face. <laughs> and uh, Daniel Logan returns to voice uh, all the younger ones, so that's pretty cool. He does. I think that's really cool. How do you feel about the fact that they brought Boba Fett into this show? Uh, I mean, I'm into it. I'm into it. I mean, I'm not, the, like, I'm not a Boba Fett fan, and I'm not a young Boba Fett fan either. Mm-hmm. I like Daniel Logan a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I'm glad this, this is an arc because it makes sense in the canon and in the character that like, you know, Boba Fett obviously would still be pretty upset that Mace Windu killed his dad. Oh yeah. Um, and that given his bounty hunter connections through his dad, uh, he would try to exact revenge. Mm -hmm. So I really like that thread. Mm -hmm. I think that's neat. Yeah. I think it's neat too. I mean, like like you said, Boba Fett's not my favorite character. These episodes in the grand scheme of the Clone Wars aren't particularly my favorite, but they're not bad. They're not bad episodes. Agreed. Um, and they end up introducing um, Ara Singh again, like she was in the earlier they episode. Do. She's back. And they bring Bosk into the show, which I really like. He's one of... I hate I hate saying favorite because I say that a lot in this show. Like everyone's you can a, favorite, have a lot of favorites, but I yeah. really, really, really like Bosk. I love his design. I think he's terrifying. And out of all the bounty hunters on the bridge in episode five, he is the scariest in my opinion. Not Boba sure. Fett. Um, he looks threatening. Agreed. So I like that they sort of have a history and they bring that up in the show. Um, what I think is hilarious is that in this arc, Ara Singh shows up with Bosk and Boba Fett, and they meet up with Hondo, and Hondo's like oh, is, is that mine? And I <laughs> die every time I hear that because I'm just like, oh my gosh. 
<laughs> and it's oh, so gosh, good. It's just so funny. Why would their he kid even the look like that? Is the, that's, the funny that's, thing. That's Why the would he even think Alejandro. that? But he's, he's just like so concerned about it. He is. He's oh no. It's like she showed up. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. She's got some bad news for me. We have a kid. Surprise. No. That's it's right. Really not. She's like, no. Oh my god, Hondo's so funny. Not our kid. This this arc shows just how ruthless Aura Singh is though. Oh man, she She's is. like anytime Boba Fett's like, oh, I I don't think I can do it. She's like, step out of the way. I do this for breakfast. She is She's hardcore. Fierce. Man. Fierce, yeah. fierce, fierce. Well, we know how it ends for her, so Ha Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Tobias Beckett. Oh yeah. Yeah. He didn't kill her, but the fall did. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, so take that. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's an interesting arc. You know, that they so they crash land on, um, what is that planet? Uh, Vandor. Vandor. And this is the first time we see on-screen Gundarks, which is pretty cool. It's Vancor. Vancor. I'm like, okay. something about that doesn't sound right. Vancor. Vandar, Vancor. What is Vandar? Vandar is another thing. I don't know, mm. but sorry, go ahead. Didn't mean to Vancor. No, I'm glad you corrected me because somebody's gonna be like, actually, it's Vancor, and I'd be like, you're right. Um, <laughs> like, Might as well get it out of the way now. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. Uh, so, <laughs> Vancor, Vancor. Mm-hmm. You know, this is also the most trouble I've had pronouncing anything in an episode. This is a roller coaster of a time we're having here. So, on <laughs> Vancor. We see the first on-screen uh, Gundarks, which is pretty neat. also gives you an idea of how uh, difficult it would be to tear the ears off of one. Wait a second. We saw Gundarks last season. Did we? No, we didn't. Yeah. Gundar- Gundarks win. That's what um, Anakin and Ahsoka run into in no. um, um, the episode. What? Hang on. Yeah, we totally see them in season one. No way. Yeah, hang on. I got to find the episode. We totally <laughs> talked about this last time. You know what? I believe it. Hang on. I'm searching it because you know I got to do this. Good. Uh, We're going to need to do a little bit of editing probably. <laughs> We're not editing this out. <laughs> Good. I'm going to I'm gonna keep it. Um, did we see Gundarks? But we I don't totally so. did. We totally did what? because um, like Anakin and Obi-Wan get trapped in a in a cave with one of them. And I think it's on the planet um, it is. where we first see Hondo Dooku in season captured. one. It is. It's Dooku captured. You're right. Yes. Yes. That's the episode. You're right. You know what? Leave it in. Here's what's happened. It is not <laughs> the first time that we ever see Gundarks on screen. It is the first time we see Gundarks home planet. Yes. And we see a bunch of them. Yes. Take that revisionist history. And <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, we see them in their natural habitat, which is scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I they still stand by my statement. They're freaking weird looking. Hard. They're very weird looking. Also, probably hard to rip the ears off of them. So yes. I stand by that. Yeah. Uh, so they, they crash land on this planet. Uh, Boba Fett leaves a really good trap for Mace Windu. I thought that was pretty neat with mm-hmm. Django's helmet. Puts a bomb in it. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, playing dirty kid. I like it. Uh, so that happens. And um, R2... Goes on his own little uh, mission to try and let the Jedi know that stuff is afoot. Mm-hmm. That Mace Windu and Anakin are probably in trouble. Mm-hmm. Which is not good. And Aura Singh ends up taking hostages, I think, at the end of this episode. I think you're right. With uh, the Admiral Killian? 
maybe? Yeah, it's Killian because of Killian Plunkett. Boom. That's awesome. Killian Plunkett's awesome, and his name is equally so. Yeah. Uh, so Admiral Killian, and then Pons is a clone that gets taken as well, and I'm pretty sure there's one more. Anyway, so they send a transmission, <laughs> and this is the moment where Boba Fett's like, oh, I can't kill the clone, and Orsing's Singh's like, please. Boom. Handles it, uh, which is not good. But after this, they uh, are trying to find some information to Florum. Mm-hmm. And Plo Koon and Ahsoka are on the job. Yep. I love it. I love it when they have episodes together. Agreed. Uh, especially given their history, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there is one thing in this. Um, so I love the cantina scene when they're like asking the octopus guy bartender for information <laughs> and Plo Koon just puts his lightsaber on the bar. We're like, yeah. oh, snap. Yeah. Jedi don't business. Even, yeah. Don't even try to swerve your way around these questions. Exactly. I'll kill you. Exactly. We also get some uh, some good Star Wars ponchos. Yes. And I love good poncho. Yeah, Soka's got a real cool one. Um, yeah, although Boba Fett has a poncho too. He does. Mm-hmm. He does. Not as cool as Ahsoka's though. No, uh, the, though when they're going into the cantina, Plo Koon has his cloak on with his hood up and Ahsoka's just wearing a poncho. I was like, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> if we're supposed to be undercover, why is only one of our heads covered up? Yeah. So that was something that I always thought about. Um, and... Yeah, that's that's this arc. What did you think about it? It's one of those things where I like the bounty hunters involved, but the fact that it's about Boba Fett mostly is just like, eh, you know, don't dislike it, don't love it. Um, I agree. I think it's a cool way to end the season because I know a lot of people do like Boba Fett, and so I think this was kind of a fan servicey thing to bring him in the show and give him more story. Sure. Um, but, you know, I think the thing about Boba Fett that – I would appreciate more as if there was more mystery about him. I think that's what people liked about him in The Empire Strikes Back is that you don't know anything about this guy. And the fact that he got a backstory in the prequels and now even more in The Clone Wars, it just kind of like dulls down the side of mystery and like sure. the part that I makes him so that. intriguing. Um, right. I'm not trying to hate on it. It's just regardless, no, right. he would not be one of my favorite characters. So... It doesn't sure. really matter, um, but I, I think that might be why I don't really have a huge affinity for this arc. Um, but I remember when it came out, I remember watching it, and it was a really interesting way to end the season. Um, but just in perspective with the rest of the season, there are right. a lot more episodes that I enjoy more. So I don't think it's bad. Um, I, yeah, just not not like my favorite. I agree with all of that. Um, overall though, this season is super strong, like a very, very strong season. So many great stories. We add so much depth to a lot of characters. I think showing Anakin and Padme so much was really good to add some layers to their relationship and show how they interact with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Ahsoka goes through a lot in the season. She builds more maturity. It's just, guys, it's good. And I, I really feel like there's no filler at all agreed i mean i think in season one we talked about um the couple episodes with r4 um goldie um Mm. to me those could have been a little on the filler side they're really not because i know they were really uh geared towards the kids and they had they had a pretty good story even though they were very kiddy um but i don't feel that way about any of this season i like all of the episodes so um i think that's really important compared to uh the rest of the clone wars there's a lot of 
lot of really, really, really strong arcs. And then in some of the seasons, I'm just like, eh, some of these episodes are a little flat, but. Agreed. Yeah, it's a solid season. What about you? I agree. I agree. I think there's some really, really good episodes. I think they introduced really cool characters, you know, with Satine and Pre Vizsla and all that stuff comes to fruition later on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was a great season. Ton of new aliens, ton of new stuff. Yeah. People are learning new planets, old planets that we haven't seen before, which I was way into. Um, yeah, solid, solid. What was season. your favorite like arc or episode? Ooh, that's a tough one. It um, is tough. Let me think. I mean, Holocron Heist is is really, really, really good. Yeah. Just the idea that they were able to break into a temple. Um, is pretty intense. You know, that's my fave. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holocron Heist. I mean, the ones that stick out. Holocron Heist, Landing at Point Rain, I really, really enjoyed. Lightsaber mm-hmm. Lost, I really enjoyed. Mm. Bounty Hunters, I really enjoyed. Oh, okay. Um, so probably those would be the ones that stand out to me. Yeah. Yeah. I really obviously liked the Cad Bane arc at the beginning and... Like you said, the landing at Point Rain, that entire arc I like, and the Mandalorian episodes with Pre Vizsla, like they're whew, very good, good stuff. The stuff with uh, Satine and Obi Wan is definitely up there in favorite moments of all the Clone Wars. So um, it's so good. Yeah, I feel yeah. like we kind of had to run through some of these episodes, but there's just so many of them um, that it's hard to talk about every single thing in you know less than 10 hours <laughs> yeah <I know. laughs> um, without making this show too long so we hope you guys enjoyed this um, yeah we're i'm super excited to talk about season three. Oh boy because that it's that season down. completely elevates the show to a whole new level agreed um, agreed yeah so we're, we're gonna so be talking good. about that next these were the warm-ups <laughs> yeah these were the warm-ups honestly um brian and i we haven't discussed this before uh before right Uh-oh. now but oh Brian, we may have to split these kind of like we did with our season or um, episode three discussion for prequel defense force. I just feel like later sure. on, there's so much happening that I kind of want to dive in more. So well, I'm so know, down. Next time we might split up season three into two different episodes. We'll see. Um, but either way, we're excited to talk about it. Yeah, you guys are lucky. I would have broken down every single episode by itself. <laughs> but well, you've done that. <laughs> I, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I did do that up until season four, I think. Oh, really? You guys didn't finish? No. Uh, a hurricane hit us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was cleanup and jobs and life got in the way. But Aww. there's there's rumors that it's coming back. Oh. Rumors. Anyway, just saying, you could have gotten 22 hours yeah. out of this season, <laughs> but we consolidated it. Yeah. We will not be able to consolidate the future seasons because they are too good. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll just talk yeah. and then see kind of when we hit a time limit and then we'll catch up the next time yeah that's another tagline for the dorky diva show we'll just see what happens (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i just hate condensing things down into a time frame and then leaving out a lot of important discussions yeah me too it's the worst yeah so uh anyways brian where can people find you online People can find me online at Jedi Brian everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Also, check out the interesting podcast on iTunes. Good, amazing people are on there and having cool stories and whatnot. I just released an episode with Brian Prince, who was the actor behind the new Predator in the Predator movie. So he's got a lot of really cool stuff. He's also the world's tallest practitioner of parkour. Crazy. So I know it's so cool. I was like, I know I talked to someone who actually like 
legitimately does parkour. Um, so yeah, that was a great chat. It was cool. More stuff coming up. Mm, you'll like it. Exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. Uh, yeah, you can try. find me online at the Dorky Diva pretty much everywhere. My website is thedorkydiva.com. Um, you guys should join the Dorky Diva Facebook group if you're not already in there. Uh, just yeah. go to my Facebook page, the Dorky Diva, and the group should be on there somewhere, and you can just request to be joined. We'll accept you. We talk about all kinds of fun stuff over there. Um, it's basically just a happy little space to get hyped about Star Wars and any other cool projects that people are working on. Yeah, um, hype. Hyped. Hype, hype, hype. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Um, if you need to get a hold of us, you can email us at dorkydivashow at gmail.com and we'll answer your questions on the air. You can follow the show at dorkydivashow on Twitter. Um, and if you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com slash thedorkydiva. We want to thank all of our amazing patrons, uh, Alex, Anthony, Ben, Brandon, Brian, Chris, Daz, Daryl, Jen Marie, Jim, Kristen, Michael, Samir, Cherie, Sherry, and Tom. Thank you all so much for your support. We thank hope you. you're enjoying our exclusive episodes, episodes over there on Patreon. Uh, we're reviewing the Darth Vader comic series every week. Yes. And we hope you're enjoying that. So uh, if you're not a patron already, maybe that's something to encourage you to get over there. I recommend it. It's uh, very, very good. It's been really fun. Um, so yeah, we've been doing those episodes every single week. We're reviewing a new uh, issue of the Vader comic series. And it's been fun. It's They've turned out to be a lot longer than we intended them to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we intended them to be a little short episodes, and the last one I think was like 45 minutes. So, because um, we never know where it's going to go. Yep. So, a lot of good Welcome content. Welcome to the Dorky Diva Show. Yep. <laughs> yep. Good stuff. Good yep. stuff. Yep. And Check so, we will be back next week to talk about season three of The Clone Wars. And until then, may the Force be with you. May the Force be with you always. Bye.